Yup, are we recording? Yeah, we're recording. Oh, snap. Hey, <laughs> it's the first podcast ever. Welcome to the Deluxe Edition. I've been trying to do a podcast for, I'll say, about a year. So we're finally here. We're finally popping. We are about to make this shit happen. Episode number one. Episode number one. <laughs> Episode number one. Uno. Yeah. Uno. Uno. Yeah. How many more languages you know? Yeah. One in. We in the building. <laughs> <laughs> we in the... Well, I was about to make a terrible 9-11 joke. I, not, please there's don't. Please no, don't. There's no time for That's that. That's a horrible way right. to start off. But we'll right. as end. you can see, I'm not alone. This is uh, the first episode ever, and I'm here with my man, Josh Lee. Yo, yep. what's up? Yep, I really appreciate this man coming. I've been trying to have somebody to just have a conversation with, because if you didn't know already, the deluxe edition, it's going to be about mostly just covering design, design conversations, and just ultimately, I want to have the conversation or the opportunity to have conversations with people that create album art music videos and basically just impacting culture and i feel like it can go beyond that too just because everyone impacts culture in their own way so we go further with that and we just have conversations with the content that we see daily because we it's more than just scrolling our phones let's have a chance to just talk about what we scroll through instead of just laughing at a meme we're going like hey uh we, we go further we go further with that and we just continue on and just have a discussion about what is the meaning behind it, how the executions, because with every great concept comes a great execution. Am I right? Uh, y- yes, yes, you are. You are correct. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> I, I appreciate you. I appreciate you, uh, the support. No, that was good. All right. Yeah. Uh, so as uh, as I said earlier, I'm here with my man Josh Lee. Uh, Josh, why don't, you, why don't you tell the the people about yourself? Yo, this is this is Josh. Um, I'm from Jersey. Damn, I'm going back to that. Always when I'm getting a little nervous, I'm almost like I'm from Jersey. I guess that's where my roots are. I was born in Wayne, New Jersey. I'm living out here in LA now. Uh, Daryl and I have been uh, fast friends for a good minute now mm-hmm. since uh, we graduated college, pretty much. But um, yeah, I'm a copywriter at um, an ad agency right now. I'm doing work for Hyundai, the Korean car company, and Finish Line the greatest sneaker store in the known universe. You know, the one thing I thought was ironic because, like, I'm not going to lie, I've been asking, like, a bunch of niggas to just come with me to just on this journey to create this podcast. And I really appreciate you being the first one to actually come through and actually agree with me. And I, I thought it was, like, poetic because, in a way, you're the reason I came to L.A., Oh, I, I was chasing you. Know, I was like, "Don't get on that plane." <laughs> I was you like, went Terminal yeah, Five yeah, with yeah, me. Yeah. Don't get on that plane. I yeah, was going yeah, yeah. all through security. I almost got tackled by security. And I was like, "Please don't go." Like we had something special. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But, no. but I left your ass in <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like, that's how it worked. I was out. just caught in the rain. All that just walking. That's pretty wild. Home, just walking home in the rain. And I, it was just terrible. <laughs> what do you think the most iconic um, airport? leaving scene is in in film history honestly or i don't movie or tv history i don't know too many i just know the one from uh we're gonna say the same not, thing right now no uh not, not another team movie oh no, no I was like, that's oh, the that's the only well. one i know because they do so many parodies of him going through security I see, I see, I see. To, to make it happen and i was I, thinking about friends with jennifer aniston i've only that seen like last a episode. few episodes of friends what I'm black. I don't. I, I'm not required to watch Friends. <laughs> I'm not required to watch Friends. Yeah. It, so Korean people are yeah. kind of all over the map. Yeah. With that. It, like we were required to watch nothing and everything at the yeah. same time. So yes, I watched a lot of Friends. It's a it's an iconic yeah. Friends scene. I yeah. Think. Friends was not black people homework. All right. This is interesting. We because I want to see where Asian people homework and black people homework. We kind of what is what is Asian people homework? That's like the one thing I I kind of want to know. Asian people homework is uh, most generally just homework. It's actually just. <laughs> We just study shit. Um, it's our, it's th- those are our maths oh. and, our, and our Englishes and um, our social studies, I guess. But I don't know, man. In terms of like entertainment culture, 
I mean, this is straight off the bat, right? It's like there's not a lot of exact um, American art that messes with like Asian American things. So like how the heroes I was looking up to were often mostly black folk, actually. It was like Fresh Prince was my favorite show of all time because it was the only show that didn't have a non-white lead, right? And yeah. so like I could I could mess with like Power Rangers when the Black Ranger the Black Ranger was an Asian dude for a hot second. Like I was like, oh crap! Like, yeah. dude, Asian people exist in in media. Like, exactly. and they're grown. They're a grown up version of myself. Mm-hmm. And so that's like a really, really beautiful thing for me to see. Um, I remember, dude, I literally remember reading the freaking Joy Luck Club. Right, it's like this this book about Chinese housewives and growing up in relationships with their mothers in America. And I'm like, oh my god, I relate so much. And it doesn't have it's not a story for me, but because it was about age a fully formed person who was an age who happened to be an asian woman and really did a lot of love and detail with it i was like oh this is awesome so, you know it, it did lack in a lot of ways but i really can point to a lot of a kind of like shows starring black people as i shows that in some way or another i could identify with just because mm-hmm. they weren't the mainstream that's amazing yeah like i i didn't re- like as when i was younger i didn't really realize that i i was obligated or i had to watch out for like this the certain black people mm-hmm. and uh, in a TV show, like I, w- I wasn't thinking about Zach being the Black Ranger or being black right, at the point, right, right. but uh, I think it just became so automatic, like with shows like Martin and Living Single, that I mm-hmm. didn't realize. I never thought about the idea that uh, that I was being represented by by someone I could relate to, like with my own race and my own culture. I thought it was just something that happened, right, right, and right. it's even great now because I feel like we're getting like a new renaissance of that now with uh, with Moonlight and Get Out and just like everything else. We're getting like a whole new a whole new generation of just of that culture and that impact, which is amazing. Yeah, absolutely, man. I think this is kind of, um, we're entering into, at least since we've been alive, like the best age of diverse filmmaking and TV making and music that we've been here for. So I'm really excited about that. Like, um, even seeing like someone like a Ryan Coogler get to direct Black Panther. Yeah. I'm like super stoked about that. Loved Creed, um, love Fruitvale, you know, and just, mm-hmm. um, just a meaningful actor who now, like he has all the scholarship of like, um, he went to USC film school and all that, so he has all these like plaudits, you know, the same way that I guess I guess Spike had like went to Tisch and went to NYU and stuff, so he had kind of that higher higher learning in that as well. But yeah, yeah, I'm really excited with uh with kind of the future of filmmaking, seeing like they're trying to tell better stories at least. Um, then we have like Ghost in the Shell with Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, playing. I mean, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> an, an, anime is like yeah. it's a different world, right? It is, but, and, yeah. and white people just love to just conquer that shit like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. holy shit yeah. asian people homework is anime, yeah. as anime in a lot of ways <laughs> i mean i wasn't gonna say that like i was i was just gonna let you say it because i, I, <laughs> I don't want to be fucked with saying you let me anime black people is anime asian people homework it's been really cool to see other people fuck with anime like mm-hmm. they have because like i don't even know if it's like considered I mean, there's there's something so Japanese about anime, right? It's like it it, it holds a lot of their culture, it holds mm-hmm. a lot of um, their value in it, and even kind of like the strict like upbringing that an, an Asian like Confucian culture will bring up on you. Yeah. Like anime provides this em- imagination and exploration that sometimes like roles society societal roles doesn't allow you. But yeah, I mean, I remember growing up with like. Dragon Ball and Naruto and all that mm-hmm. stuff and I mean Naruto good lord it just passed like 10 years exactly on, now that now like print. he now he has a kid and yeah. yeah that's like that tells you that impact like 
it's it's crazy. It's incredible. That's crazy that we came up from Naruto. Now we're like literally going through life stages like he is. Like, yeah, we're we're of that age. Too. Exactly. But um, yeah. I mean, I, I just watched a great video essay from like Captain Christian about tsunamis' importance in American tsunami. That was. How, was, how impressive is Toonami? It man? was. Like, even now, like, I, like, I just love the music. Like, I feel like the music definitely had an influence on me. Uh, I, for, I forgot the guy's name, but I used to, I, th- I think I still have the soundtrack, but it would just give me chills whenever it would come on. Like, mm. I remember the Dragon Ball Z intros, like, the kid down, and yeah, then, yeah. Uh, uh, it, like, I'm the Prince of All Saiyans once again, all that shit. Right, right, right. And it, w- it was just amazing. Uh, just that, because it would just give you goosebumps, and uh, it just it would just provide so much energy once you got off the school bus. Heck yeah, dude. That's that's tsunami. T- just it was quality product that didn't have to talk down to kids. Like and kids really, I think it shaped a lot of kids in in artistically and what, what how our eyes develop and stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah. Much love for those folks at Cartoon. Cartoon yeah, people Network. still. Yeah, people still bring up tsunami. Like you'll hear like the hardest rapper talk about oh tsunami was the shit, or they'll just or everyone just loves Dragon Ball Z. Uh, Wait, speaking of that, I gotta I gotta mention one thing. I kinda hate that everyone does those uh those supreme illustrations of anime characters. Do you see those? No, what are you talking no, about? Like you know when they have like anime characters and they're wearing like they're wearing like Babe or they're wearing Supreme. I see you, yeah. That yeah, shit yeah, is yeah. dumb. I mean you you leave that. It's such yeah. a weird niche like one thousandth yeah. of a percent yeah. of people, but I'm just like yeah. it was cute like once, but then you like, come on man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean I, that's that's just I just see looking at that. I'm like, oh, people mess with it. Like the same way, like people use Calvin and Hobbes, Calvin Ping as like a decal on their cars and stuff. Like that's everywhere. It's like obnoxious. Wait, thing. wait, Calvin Ping? Yeah, you know, the, you know Calvin Hobbes, right? Of course, the cartoon. Oh, right, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. right. Like that's just like they just like. There's once I think one scene or one board in uh, the comic where Calvin's actually like peeing on snow or something like that, and like with like a grin on his face. And you know, have you ever seen this? I, I have. Like yeah, I, yeah. I've seen it for like football teams, like like. A piss on the Cowboys yeah, yeah, yeah. or something. That is, that's like literally doesn't die for some reason. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's strange. Yeah, there's some things that there are just iconic like that. Like it, it's funny how it's just stuck around like that. But with memes, like memes are just so immediate and they're like they're here, they're here and gone. Like, uh, like have you even seen like the meme calendars where, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like what this they'll is awesome. do is uh, I I don't know who makes them, but Worldstar always finds a way to post them. But they have a calendar and every month they post like the most popular memes. Like January it was Salt Bay. Uh, in February, it was uh, it was the Hurt Bay meme. It was like the white guy blinking. It yeah. was uh, it was uh, just the other ones too. That's great, man. That's great. Yeah. I wonder if like organizing memes kind of kill the effectiveness or the internetiness of it. Do you feel like? Because I feel like they're so unorganized and disorganized, and like they're just so out there. Like if you put them on like a st- I mean, I like see- looking back being able to flip through that. Especially as a marketer, as marketers, yeah. like that, like helps. That's like a fucking index. Yeah. The interesting is like it's there's almost no ownership. Like yeah, uh, yeah. Right, there's right. no there's no ownership with all of it. So you kind of uh, like the inter- like people say the internet's a wild wild west, and I guess that's true. Like no one's really you can't really conquer it. Or I remember someone said like there's no like official king of the internet. <laughs> like there's <laughs> Ooh, there's, no, yeah, yeah. there's no executive the legisla- right le- legislative or judicial branch of the internet, which would be kind of that'd be kind of awesome. That's that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Too. Should we should we make that award? We should we, <laughs> we should do the the what's the checks and balances of the, of the internet they, power. We should do right that, now. or like I could totally see like someone doing like a revamp of the Wizard of Oz or the Wiz, uh, based on the internet. Mm. But wait, like is that seeing, Tron? Seeing what role it, it takes up. Yeah, like I, uh, cause oh, 
well, I'm about to get like some Jordan Peele like, like thoughts here. Uh, like the idea that you know how the Wiz was fake, the Wiz, uh, the Wizard of Oz was fake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that could be how people have fake profiles on the internet or something like that. That's pretty real. Yeah, that's pretty real. Yeah, it hits home. Damn, you, you just went off into your own space right I there. I like this. We're like we're just bouncing ideas. Like this is the deluxe edition. We don't we don't know what the fuck is gonna happen. You guys should have seen Daryl's eyes right now. Daryl's <laughs> eyes look into a different galaxy yeah, apart from like, our own right there. Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> no, yeah, that's that's Jason though. But uh, but if I I probably I told you this already. But uh, I want to ask you a few questions just on your creative process and just. Things that are that inspire you in a way. So I, I just want to hear your back and forth and just hear your response. Dope. dope. All right. So let's do this. Uh, what you already talked about, like some of your like influences, like with the Fresh Prince and stuff. Uh, and one thing I want to continue on with the deluxe edition is just like we were talking about earlier, like album art and basically music videos. What is what would you say is an album uh, like a piece of album art? Or even a music video that's really inspired you, or, or just one that's uh, that's a really a great reference to you when it comes to what you do creatively. Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I always kind of default to Illmatic. Mm-hmm. That's uh, Nas being my favorite rapper, um, and Illmatic, in my thoughts, being possibly the perfect album. Mm-hmm. Um, I think just seeing his uh, seeing his baby pictures superimposed onto the Queensbridge housing projects is yeah. pretty. It's just the a dope visual and that that weird gothic text that yeah. he plays with it for a like who would thought that who would have thought that would have been so iconic yeah, yeah 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 absolutely and i think that's it kind of springboards like all these like even like uh ready to die right mm-hmm. with biggie's seeing biggie as a baby with ready to die superimposed yeah you know it's just like damn like if that's not like a gangster black experience text right there like it's yeah. just like it's it feels like it's it's I mean, this is more about the big cover, I guess, but it's like this weird hope mixed with realism and dread about yeah. about a life living in 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 poverty. But yeah, I mean, yeah, the way yeah. I the the thought I got from was I don't know, uh, I could I could be I could be wrong, but just the idea that when you're born, you already see the reality of your of your surroundings. Mm. Maybe mm. that too. Uh, like as I uh, like that it that's like poetic now that I think about it. The fact that. Uh, like I'm ready to die. He's just a baby. Yeah, like, he's smiling too. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like it's like you are like you just you're already born and you're already ready to die. Right, right. right. Yeah. It's interesting because Nas yeah. is given his baby. Fact just... that though, that, maybe that's not Biggie. I don't know. Undercover. I feel like it should be it's big. big. If it's not big, then yeah. I don't know. Damn, lies. Yeah. But uh, yo, Nas, Nas is just mugging, mean mugging the camera mm-hmm. in, in that pic. But it's just like it, that says to me. That's that weird kind of sepia tone says '90s yeah. to me. It's it's grimy and yet weird. It's like grimy, definitely authentic, and then with the kid being in there, it's um, it just screams innocence in a, in a town where it's weird. I feel like people don't understand um, just kind of like the architecture of project buildings. Like yeah. there are these towers and towers, and Queensridge being the largest one in America is yeah. just like. It's like this castle, this fortress, this land, right? And so Nas being a kid, whether it's escaping or, or being trapped in it, I think you kind of hear in the album's lyrics. But um, yeah, man, I think, uh, yeah, Illmatic definitely. Yeah, it almost it makes it makes it feel like a wonderland almost. Or yeah, j- mm-hmm. just uh, just this boy growing up and just... Right, right. Uh, Summers just, in New yeah. York, all that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, so let's see what else... Uh, 
what would you say is like a great experience or uh, or design in the way that you want it, that you want to see or something you're excited about creatively? What am I excited about creatively? Um, you know, I've really been into soccer recently. Mm-hmm. So soccer and uh, or football, I guess, in, in Europe and everywhere else. But just man, I I really dig kind of community and euphoria and like what uh there's very few things i mean you you're a big concert goer so you see that when you go to concerts like yeah I, my concert is going to a, a sports game or mm-hmm. even going to like a freaking bar and watching a game yeah with with fans who are screaming their heads off like, mm-hmm. but there's something about um i really want to help brand like i don't know if it's because uh, like nike is doing it with like nike fc or fc bristol but I'm seeing a lot of these great brands, like um, even ones out of LA, like FC Dorsum, that are just kind of taking soccer team culture and making it lifestyle and making it accessible or wearable. I think in, in that way, the same way, like it's. I think we're we as kind of a like a fashion consumer culture, at least in terms of menswear, is moving past jerseys per se and going into. But with like everything coming in, like I mean, this is like the athleisure age, right? So we're moving past just like a straight like I'm wearing a Jordan 23 on my back to being like, okay, like what would Mike wear as an executive? Maybe not Michael Jordan right now, but like a cool Mike Jordan or something. Yeah. Like that, you know? And it's like we see that crossover all the time. Like people are like digging what what uh, Russ Westbrook is wearing all the mm-hmm. time. And so I'm really fascinated by soccer culture and fashion kind of intertwining together. Yeah. And seeing kind of where. Um, clothes meets function and clothes meets that crazy passionate culture exactly yeah that's where i'm kind of messing with right now yeah because I, I would have never imagined that that uh that people would have focused on like the cultural influence or uh the fashion influence that people had because even in the 90s people just came in with the suit uh like yeah uh pre-game but i guess it's it's just interesting to see everything mesh mesh together and basically they're just cultural icons yeah 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 i mean like, i mean this is might be a, a a good topic for us to, to talk for a sec, but mm-hmm. like um, NBA dress code. Yeah. After, after the Iverson years. Yeah. Right? That's like, people yeah. look at that as a seminal part of like mm-hmm. not only NBA fashion, but like even kind of the black athlete yeah. self expression. You exactly. know, like we we're uh, basketball wanted to implement the strict dress code after people were in like throwback jerseys, like real like hip hop clothing, right? All the time, mm-hmm. bagginess and all that. And look and all these, all these, all these fools started getting stylists, and like you see, that's why you see the LeBrons of the day, like who's six eight and who wore like really ill-fitting clothing, but like now wears super tailored, like really, mm-hmm. really high-end stuff. Russ yeah. is the same. Russ has a collection with Barneys, you know, like really, I yeah, didn't, yeah. I didn't Russ, know that. Russ has a collection with the Barneys for a hot sec, um, but yeah, it's just like it's seeing like how I think they were trying to take away that thug or that gangster image away mm-hmm. from NBA players, and now the NBA player has like the pregame postgame what they wear has kind of helped shaped what fashion culture or menswear is today yeah in terms of what how people can wear sweatpants with a even like a maybe blazers a little, a little going but sweatpants with a sweater like and, and just like kind of more fitted but at the same time it's it's hot you know and it's cool and it's it's actually acceptable to dress like that so it's it's a weird I mean this is like a freaking decent but it's I think it's that moment is can't be said enough when David Stern's like, you guys need to dress when the suit and tie. And they're like, okay. That, that doesn't mean that we can't, um, yeah, that doesn't mean that we can't wear the colors we want and stuff like that. So it's interesting, yeah. Yeah, I, you gotta love it. Like, 
I kind of, how do you feel about silver? Like, uh, as as a new head honcho, or how do you feel yeah, about Yeah, yeah, You know what? I think people look at the NBA as the most progressive of leagues mm. um, in terms of social causes, especially in terms of, like, baseball is America's pastime. It's kind of old world in that way. And football especially kind of rides the mm. other end of the spectrum in terms of, like, Goodell hasn't done a great job, especially of addressing a domestic abuse. Yeah. Um, doesn't want to confront the fact of football being really dangerous for human lives. Mm-hmm. Um, but basketball, there's something in there where I'm not sure what it is about it. Maybe it is that, I mean, I always contend because they're not wearing helmets and you see their faces all the time. Basketball is really marketable and basketball is kind of one of the most globally friendly sports. And so the NBA is kind of taking this progressive stance. And so you, you even saw when the, when the, anti-gay rights bill was um, passed and I think it was one of the Carolinas excuse me I think it was where the Bobcats play or where the Hornets play mm-hmm. and then the NBA said hey if that bill is going to be if that bill is still in- instituted by the time our all-star game begins we're moving we're moving the all-star game and that's how it ended up in New Orleans yeah I remember that, that was, like that was yeah that was powerful very yeah the, powerful. N- the NFL would never do something yeah. like that you know they're very much it is the chips are what they are, you know, and the, and let it just we're just gonna let this ride out. So yeah, they were like the NBA was even supportive when like uh, there was the first openly gay yeah, black, yeah, uh, yeah, black yeah. Uh, Jason uh, Collins, player, I think, yeah. yeah. Um, that's and that's like I think NFL the NFL has been still kind of wavering on how to address gay athletes, but mm-hmm. the NBA for the most part has embraced them, except for what Amar Stoudemire. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was hearing that today. Yeah. Uh, I didn't even know about that. Yeah. But, yeah. As a, he's yeah. playing in Israel. I mean, this dude's real weird. Like, as a Nick fan, like, I liked Stat. I mean, he was injured all the time, but I liked him. He had this weird summer where he thought he was like, um, he had like Hebrew or Jewish heritage, and like he, like he, like went to the Holy Land. He went to Israel, and like he did like this kind of like um, pilgrimage trip that a lot of wow. our Jewish friends do. And it turns out like he's not Jewish at all, but he's like I really respected the spiritual process, and I think he's using. I don't know if it's like a marketing scheme or if he really found some like some real um, oneness with the Jewish people. But there mm-hmm. was, he found something there, and then he just people asking him about this, and like he's a pro. He should have. He's been coached on what to say before. Like you can't be talking like that to the press, and that's it was just dumb, man. So Stoudemire, yeah, get your shit together. Stop taking wine baths, you 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 sick. Wine sick baths. Yeah. He takes red wine baths. I don't even know. On, that's a waste of wine. Yeah, it's a waste <laughs> of wine. And like I don't know. I mean, I mean, you could be doing it with a shorty, but that, but even then, that's kind of where even you then, you'd be like, like slurping it. Or, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was actually yeah. the worst word to use. Slurping yeah, it. That's yeah. gross. Slurpboard. Yeah, I'm not yet. Yeah. Oh, slurpboard. Nice. Yeah, slurpboard. Okay. Yeah, but uh, that's how I feel. Stoudemire, you you you're you're a freaking wing ding right now. Uh, what is the most unconventional place you've gotten inspiration from? Oh, unconventional place. Hmm, that's weird. Like, is it, uh, people usually just get inspiration for, like, the shower or just, like, a walk. Oh, have you seen that, uh, like, the one club, they did that VR, that shower VR. Did you see that? No, that's pretty it's, interesting. It's on Facebook. That, that is dope. Like, uh, it helps you get inspired like that? Or, I, I would get that. Like, I, I should use it more often, but it's really cool just... The thought of that, because I, I thought it was just me that that would get that got inspired from shower thoughts. So no, yeah, yeah. shower thoughts are, de- are yeah. definitely there. Um, man, I really there's this one uh, plaza in Koreatown. 
uh, where there's like a Korean movie theater on the third floor, mm-hmm. and I just like going up there and just chilling, looking out. Like you, you it peeks out over a little bit of K Town, but I just like kind of, you got the movies behind you, you got like the crowd below you, and I just like I love that place. And so I go there. I'm not sure if that's weird or not. I'm sure people get inspired off of like, uh, yeah, like scenes like that. But yeah, that's like kind of one thing I can think of. That's that's a little, uh, little offbeat. Yeah. Mm. Much respect. Much respect. Uh, let's see. Oh, what's uh, what has been the big? You probably already answered this, but uh, what's the biggest impact on you as a creative? Biggest impact yeah, on me as a creative. Yeah. Ooh. Um. Damn, it's a mix of things, man. It's. But if if I'm going this this tilt, I probably have to say like my faith. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Um, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a Christian, and so. I've realized like it informs everything I do and everything I think about is it's just kind of my relationship with Jesus and my relationship with God. And so, yeah, that's my biggest influence. And um, it always comes back to something. And I think much of modern literature and, and film always have to do with a redemption story, a salvation story. Like that's the most cliche and yes, mo- most iconic visual in history is uh, a Christ figure coming down. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's in there. For, I think more people than people realize, yeah, for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, what would you say? Uh, because I want to keep. I I do like having the conversations about music sometimes. Uh, what would you say is the soundtrack to your life right now, or even just something that's just like a song that's maybe in rotation a lot for you at the moment? Ooh, in rotation a lot for me at this moment. I'll share this too. I feel like I should I should share yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. This is gonna be you as the, yeah. as a pro. Do you want to yeah. do you want to go off first? I do. I. Uh, 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 one like uh, I've been really into this group Sonder. Uh, they're from LA, uh-huh. and uh, the singer I think his name is Brent Fayez. Uh, he's from he's from the DMV. If y'all didn't know, I'm I'm from the DMV. So, hey, right, shout, so out. Sh- shout out to the DMV. Seven hundred three, seven hundred three right here. Uh, and they uh, they dropped this song. He dropped this song with Golden called Crew, and it it just goes so hard. Uh, I just love his his harmonies. And he's doing a show next month uh, at the Hollywood Cemetery. Nice. All right, so Spooky. I'm just yeah, I'm just excited for that. Uh, yeah, he, uh, they dropped a, he dropped an EP because he's in this group called uh, called Sonder, and they dropped an EP called Into, and it's just like really just solemn, just really just really moody. Like it's weird that R&B has been like super moody, but people are still just like so gangsta or yeah, they're talking yeah, about like yeah. oh I'm just I'm so depressed. I'm just taking all these drugs to help with my depression. <laughs> help me out, dude. That's before, wild. Yeah. Stop me before I hurt me. Stop me. We gotta talk about some stuff. Real yeah. Quick. Stop me before I hurt me. I, I'm a. Uh, I'm. I'm the biggest hurt. I'm the biggest <laughs> bad influence on myself. Oh man. So. Uh, so yeah. Let's let's just keep this conversation going because I, I really like where this is going. Yeah, First yeah, episode yeah. and like many more to come. So this is this is awesome. I. Let's see. Uh, one thing I wanted to talk about uh, is, uh, have you heard about uh, this this guy in LA named Plastic Jesus? No, who that? He's, uh, he is this artist that, uh, one of his taglines is, uh, don't make stupid f- people famous. Cool. And uh, he, the- yeah, he'll spray paint that a lot on, uh, on different parts of LA. And if you didn't know, he did, he had a Kanye statue that uh that was, oh, did he do the on beverly hills that, that yeah one? that okay, that, okay. that joint yeah uh and it was just everywhere because he was promoting a show that he did last weekend uh so one thing i i, I was 
talking about this with some people in a group chat. All right, and all right, one of the one of the topics that came up was the idea that Kanye is kind of an overrated subject when it comes to creativity. Mm-hmm. So I was, I know you're Kanye Sam, but yeah, I, I still yeah. would love your opinion on. All right, what do you what do you think about that? Or or even like, uh, who do you see being like an overrated piece in the future? Like, I I know people just love using Trump as like uh, as a subject piece because yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, like an yeah. easy target. But who do you see like in the future? Just um, who do you see in the future being a part of that too? Man, yo, being a Kanye stan or a Kanye apologist is pretty exhausting nowadays. Mm-hmm. I think looking at the man himself, like he's going through some things. You know, he's out of the spotlight though, so yeah, so that's yeah, good. yeah, that's good for him. I mean, but he still just put out a collection. Like he's like. That's as true. much of a spotlight, like as yeah. not talking after the a fashion show is. Yeah. But. Did you hear that bed mix like that? I yeah, didn't, I didn't yeah. listen to it. It's pretty. It's, I mean, it was like solid. solid. It's just a dream kind of riffing and yeah. scatting about. Mm. But uh, yeah, I mean the Blast Jesus thing. Uh, his I like his still makes stupid people famous. Um, I mean, I don't know if I want to throw shade right now because. I think I respect. I mean, this is a platform for honesty. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But don't like, bullshit me. Yeah, yeah. But I'm like, yo, I don't think that statue looks a lot like Kanye. It, it doesn't really look the like fuck Kanye. Is that, dude? It's like, yo, if, like everyone knows what you're trying to say, but if you can't execute it properly, then what's your point? Yeah. You know. I mean, I kind of saw it a, a bit, but uh, uh, it was it was really interesting. Uh, there were even like gold chains. Like he had real gold chains on him. He had uh, like real Yeezys on on the statue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but. I feel like that's something that could have been done during the college dropout era. Like, I feel like the idea of Kanye, like, associating him with Jesus is becoming, like, a bit overrated. Like, I see what yeah, you mean. If, if yeah, there could yeah. be a different... Like, one, th- one thing I want to do with this podcast is I don't really want to critique people without having, like, constructive criticism. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. I... The, there was something that I tweeted. Or praise. Yeah, pra- yeah pra- <laughs> praise too. But uh, just the idea that uh, I don't want to... I think... what I think I tweeted something. It was the idea of, like, you... You don't want to critique without contributing. Sure, 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 sure. So I think I think that's something that'd be really great to do. Or well, let me lay out some facts right now. All right, okay? drop those facts. Yeah, in the in the freaking cross section, the crosshairs of music, fashion, lifestyle, all that. Kanye West is still the number one influence yeah. on all that together. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no one, especially in terms of streetwear, who affects sales like he does. There's, I mean, he's literally like when he says the Yeezys jumped over the Jumpman. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's pure swagger swagger jack and bravado and all that but there's like there's like reputable evidence and market evidence to just suggest that and if you see trends that happen in terms of fashion or even music like it's it starts kanye's kind of patient zero in a lot of these senses yeah and not saying that he's the most educated or he's the most um he's a college dropout yeah yeah he's, <laughs> not, yeah not saying I'm that he's like the most like a uh, high art dude out there because mm-hmm. i i think there's a part of kanye that wants to be respected in terms of like the high fine art mm-hmm. circles but, and he never gets that. I don't think he yeah. does. Like, I think the higher kind of stands. He does eventually, still, yeah, though. Yeah. That's the one thing I can argue. Like, I remember, like, he was just yelling to the heavens that he wanted everything right, like, with fashion, everything yeah, during, yeah, yeah. The, during the Yeezus there. And then that, that actually came to fruition, uh, like, the next album out. Yeah. And when he said, like, who's going to be the Medici family for me? I'm like, these Germans from Adidas. Mm-hmm. Like, they exactly. came over and, like, yeah. gave him three stripes. And mm-hmm. it's like, hey, do what you got to do. Yep. Like, that's not, it's like the loosest, like, Adidas branding I've seen in my life. But like yeah, I would not even know it was Adidas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you gotta look at the tag, the hang mm-hmm. tag to see see mm-hmm. things up. But Kanye, I think for a lot of kids, like and a lot of people like our age, like he's our introduction to a lot of fine art. Anyone mm-hmm. like that works on a show that helps him like get through this process, like oh just watching that Netflix documentary abstract. I um, still need to watch that. Yeah, like, it's pretty dope. Yeah. 
One thing I gotta say, those billboards are trash. I haven't seen the billboards. I see the billboards around. It's just like abstract and a rainbow color. I'm like, come on. Yeah. yeah, I I mean, I guess that they're trying to be obscure, but come on. Like your your market is coming out a little bit. I I mean, this is the platform I want to do to just critique shit. Like, yeah. yeah. Heck yeah. Like they get they get enough effusive praise. I think we can. They can take a couple jabs. Exactly. Like they like. Not like your your creative director knew what he was doing when he when he made that or yeah, when he agreed yeah, that exactly. when he agreed on that, but uh but yeah there's always a way to make that billboard better in my opinion for sure mm-hmm. but yeah I feel like I think Ye really is introduction to different kinds of music different kinds of fashion different kinds of lifestyle like the same way Pharrell introduced a lot of America to Japan and Japanese fabric and mm-hmm. Japanese kind of style and stuff like that like Kanye respect respect to Pharrell at all I think he hits on kind of a uh, he paints with a broader brush brush in terms of what he can um, inform people I can with. agree with that I think it I think it just has more more to do with like how uh, how charismatic he is yeah absolutely like uh, I feel like I feel like a lot in some ways Kanye and Pharrell they're basically they're, they're the same person which is that charisma of Pharrell that kind of pushes him that just lifts him up a yeah, bit. yeah 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 Pharrell I, I really wonder how Pharrell will be remembered man yeah. I think um, especially because even I mean, I, would you even consider this his later, latter part of his career, or do you feel like it's just kind of? Beginning? I feel like it's he's because he like don't he's got that J, you don't got that J money, but he got he's he's hit on a yeah, lot. Yeah, I of feel like he's he's probably he's got some money tucked. Like I feel like he's got his hands in like everything. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, and you just don't know it. I wonder what he, what what he's gonna be like. What Pharrell's second half is gonna be? Yeah, but in know? terms of like where he is in his life, I, I definitely say he's somewhere in the middle point. Like he's 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 not falling out anytime soon. Like. Uh, I probably would have said that before uh, his last time came out when Happy was really popping. I would have said maybe yeah, maybe yeah. he was falling out, but I feel like he's almost had like a resurgence with uh, with his involvement in hidden figures, and just in, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, involved yeah. in uh, I've, uh, even what he's doing with uh, Adidas Originals. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just he's got his hand in in a lot of different pots, and I think that's that's really great. For sure, man. I think uh, yeah, he's. He's kind of it's weird because he, he doesn't even feel like an elder statesman like because he looks so young. He doesn't, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, I mean those guys are constantly at the forefront of culture and they're push they're they're constantly pushing us. When Kanye says we're a Tumblr generation, like no matter how bad Tumblr is doing currently or whatever, you know it's Tumblr, really yeah. Tumblr had an opportunity. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The fun funny thing is that Daryl and I worked together for the first time at agency, like got paid to work together. Because we were hired to do a Tumblr, Tumblr oh, review. Yeah. Do you remember right, that? Yeah. They brought up all this Tumblr, like, exactly. review. Exactly, like, we gotta be on Tumblr, we gotta be on Tumblr. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, and then uh, they stopped Tumblr, like, I don't know what happened. Yeah, because that was, like, their big, their, like, their big promotion. Yeah, 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 and then, so this was the Hyundai and yeah. Tumblr together, but, yeah, like, it just, like, stopped getting plugged, like, the, the kids stopped going away from it, but the same way, I, that's beside the point, yeah. but into, when I say Tumblr generation, I mean, it, I think the the design eye or just the cultural eye for the average kid in America or the world even with the kid with internet has broadened so much because mm-hmm. of just like being able to reblog stuff and being able to link different things and it really kind of um I can I think it kind of enriches and enlarges what yeah. people know nowadays which is what Kanye was saying when he said this is the Tumblr generation. In a way, could you argue that Pinterest is more popular than Tumblr? Yeah, I think honestly Pinterest has some staying power as Tumblr. I'm kind of worried yeah, about Tumblr. Kind of, Tum- I feel like they, everyone, like they all just have like this underbelly following. Like, like Reddit, like Reddit's not like at the top popping, but I f- there's still like so many supporters for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah, there's yeah. there's still always uh, that 
a random ask me uh, ask me anything for from a celeb like even Donald Trump had a had a uh, ask me anything when he was running. Donald Trump had an AMA. You don't you don't remember? No, that? uh, he that's, did. And, is that uh, a shit show? I think uh, I think it was so it was so secure. Like they made sure like you couldn't ask him any questions. But that was the, that was the bullshit about it. Like you couldn't ask him any real questions because they weren't going to get answered. Oh my god. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, yeah, I think Pinterest hits on like the the classic older older women demo that likes to pin stuff. Yeah. And that that demo's not going away anywhere. The youth demo is always kind of it's it's hard to grasp what they're gonna touch next. Yeah, because it's always ever changing. Like the uh, like they're probably just touching themselves. Yeah, I think. <laughs> but what you said about Pinterest was really good. Just the idea of like there's a niche. Like I feel like with with a the niche, there's staying power. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think um, that's that's a pretty strong mm-hmm. point. Like it may uh, it may not be the most impactful thing, but it uh, it requires it staying uh, and yeah, spending yeah, power yeah, together. I think exactly, it's pretty important. Maybe like the housewife demo is a little archaic, you know. Maybe that's they're undervalued. Yeah, about the same. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I housewives think that... have internet too. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. I wonder with like if that if that's just like a purely gender role gender role play, but um, that's that's another story. Yeah. One thing I was wondering uh, that I would love to talk to you about is uh, the idea like there's so many like low budget things that have been so effective lately, like like Get Out. It was only like four and a half million dollars to make but it it's making like 30 plus million in the uh, in the box office and yeah, even yeah. with with moonlight the budget was pretty low but now I the moonlight budget was a mil it, it, a mil damn. flat yeah. it, exactly a million dollars and you're the you win best picture so right. uh so one thing i was wondering like is it really do you think how possible do you think it is to to create content at a low budget but it's still very effective or mm. what, are, what are your thoughts on that or like uh like how how big a possibility do you, do you think that is you know, I like to believe the truly transcendent ideas rise to the top, no matter what medium you put them in or no matter what it is. But um, I think with how advanced algorithms are working on Facebook or even YouTube and stuff like that, it it forces you kind of to do a pay to play kind of movie. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So that's yeah. why I think um, there's like this kind of like high high art version of it, which is like the, the billion dollar films that go across the world. But like the really low end at the spectrum is like memes and that's why people mm-hmm. love memes like they they don't feel corporate and they're really stupid and they're dumb but they're quick right yeah. so i think there is there is an appetite there is an appetite for um kind of highly it looks good but it's it's more authentic i i always think that the lower budget stuff can feel more authentic just because it's it's closer to the people who made it you know like yeah it's we, not like that yeah. mosquito or like that like that buzzing effect like uh, like there was this video I saw today. Uh, there was like all these, uh, all these white people from the Oscar party, and uh, they were they were just, uh, uh, they were, uh, they were reading like the Catch Me Outside in their in their best way, in like these really thematic uh, theatric ways, like Catch Me Outside, how about dots, <laughs> 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 shit like that. And then it just made me realize just something so cheap like that, or yeah, 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 yeah. just uh, was was so effective, or or. Just how things are just so organic and they just end up happening. Sure, like I'll find myself like on the Facebook video, like just watching stupid meme comedy, like for like twenty minutes. I'm like, how did I spend twenty minutes? Mm-hmm. But it's like, it's like, it's there and it feels yeah. it feels authentic. Yeah. Um, I think that's the important thing. But yeah, I do, yeah. I do think there there is there's a way. I think it's possible. And yeah. I like I love that it made Moonlight made its 
to the highest realm of the land mm-hmm. in terms of this because it shows that like people are not only willing to watch it, they're willing to award something that's yeah. that beautiful, beautifully shot. Yeah, it, it even speaks that on the fact that when something is finally represented, that's uh, of course it's gonna it's gonna have a, a, a huge turnout. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like we 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 as people in advertising, we know how many buckets we have and boxes we have to check mm-hmm. off in part of even as creatives, right? Yeah. To to appease like the client or appease like what we have to sell. And I think if you have like this a lower budget, you don't have to answer to as many bosses as you do and you don't have to check as many boxes. You can tell the story that's really true to your heart. And and as trade off you won't have the money. But I think um if you tell a better story and it it's more impactful that way. Yeah. Absolutely. Another thing I was uh another thing is just uh the idea of do you feel like there's creative freedom with quantity? Um for example, did you hear about how Future's uh, manager, like the, the nigga he was beefing with, uh, the only reason he was able to get back in good terms with him or get him back in the contract or meet his needs for the contract was that he had to release a certain number, amount of albums. So he released one album one week and then one album the next. So nice. do you think just doing that, or even with Frank Ocean, the fact that he, he released Endless and then released Blonde because yeah, Endless yeah. was to get out of his contract. With Death Jam. Yeah, do you feel like uh, that creative freedom requires quantity? Like, do you have to push out a lot of content or to actually feel freedom? You know what? I think it's a, it's a mixed bag. I think it's different for each artist. Like, I mean, me and you were we were dying with Frank, right? We were like, yeah. every every time we heard a tweet or a rumor or a whisper exactly. that a Frank Ocean track was coming out, we would yeah. like, and then we'd be so disappointed that it didn't. But I yeah. think um, New York Times with the curve, right, right. Yeah. There's there's a lot of like artists and like like higher end artists, like they call them like auteurs or some shit like that. Like they really re- people respect them because like they they're so reclusive and they come out with something like every every couple of years or three or four years. But I actually really enjoy. Um, I think when I when this question was asked, I was like, I think that's one of my favorite favorite words in creativity is prolific, prolificness, or pro- mm-hmm. and just like it, that just means like, not only is it um, a quantity of product, but there's a quality in that quantity, right? Mm-hmm. So like it's consistency, and it's you just make a lot of stuff. Yeah, and so maybe that prolific nature has been um sometimes it's bottled too much and it's it's formulaic where it kind of loses its edge or its core um, value but i think there's something to be said about i don't know if like i mean kanye and drake are probably like one in one one b right just in terms of like every year you will get something kanye in his in a sense is if he's not making music you'll see a new shoe from him if he's not making a new um oversized drop shoulder sweater you're gonna get um like uh, a long form music video from him like Mm -hmm. and it's like drake is the same way i think people are waiting people expect a certain um responsiveness from their artists and that prolific nature coming from our big pop hitters big rap hitters like that means a lot that means a lot to uh the culture what i would say um i read this great piece about frank was like frank actually takes the time because he doesn't He's not on social, right? Mm-hmm. He's on social media. So he takes the time to live through his experiences and then reflect long enough to sing about them and write about them in a meaningful way. I think that's great. Like, I think that's even with what's happening with uh, with Lord's album. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh Lord. Oh, oh Lord. Lord. Oh, Lord. Because uh, uh, if y'all She's know. She's from yeah. New Zealand, right? She is, I 
think. Yeah. Right. I don't know. I'm, something, something yeah, yeah, I'm not saying. a stan. Yeah, yeah. I'm, okay, okay. I, I, go, I can, yeah. go on your point. Go on your point. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, just the fact that people live these, through these experiences because uh, you can't really put it out so much content uh, without having enough uh, relevancy for it to actually have some uh, some stretch to it. That's okay. So let's talk about Lord's place in our culture. I th- okay. I, you, as a, you as my resident music music head, I, I like to pick like um, to ask you stuff like this. But like, okay, Lord had royals, right? Yeah. Wh- what else has she had? I uh, I think she did. I don't. I'm not. A, I can't really say I'm a big fan of her. Dude, but, honestly, it's like okay. This <laughs> she did a song for the game of Th- for Game of Thrones. I think. No, wait, not Game of Thrones. Uh, uh, Hunger Games. Flicker, Flicker. Yeah, Flicker. I think it's called Flicker, but it's. Um, I'm just like, I think she's talented. She got a very unique voice and a unique look and I'm happy to see her succeed. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I feel like Royals is, that song, I it caught my ear because she said Beyonce's name. I don't remember, honestly, I don't remember how that song goes. It's like, yeah, oh, it's like, Royals, Royals. Yeah, Queen B, yeah, Queen B. She's right for the Queen B. Oh, whoa, I didn't. I didn't even know that until now. Yeah, I'm just like, yeah. is that what? Like, I'm sure she's gifted and musically gifted, and she's dating an Asian guy, which is probably. Oh, she's still dating she, that guy. Actually, maybe not. Oh. Maybe not. But it's like it was it was a big win for us. <laughs> I also think she was underage at the time, so maybe not. But uh, we'll rock with it. But it's just like, yo, I want you to be someone like Lord. Like, hey, you didn't come out with Nostalgia Ultra, like Frank did. Like, you didn't come out with Channel Orange. Like, I need I need to see a full a full length and maybe any like like an EP or something for yeah. me to be like, oh, I should be caring about what you're coming out with next. Yeah, like, it's that's really interesting how people would just hop on just off a single. Like, even Royals, it was very, like, anti-social mm. in a way because it was just going against all, like, this glitz and glam bullshit. But it was it was ironic because it was actually like that. The same way uh, with The weekend, like, he does all he talks about drugs, but, he, but he's still getting Kids' Choice Awards. <laughs> That that line in freaking yeah, he was like, "I'm calling you right now." He was like, "Don't give me no more Kid Choice Awards." (laughs) But I think they still gave him one. I think they still gave him. Still gave him one. This town is ridiculous. I just got an award for a kid show. Oh my god! What's um? Speaking about antisocial. Oh, antisocial social club. Yeah, I don't know. I think you wanted to. to, to Yeah, like uh, there there is a drop tomorrow, so um. So shout out to the bots first of all that are gonna get they're gonna get that shit. <laughs> shout tomorrow. out to all the bots. Shout out to the bots. No one give us actually. Yeah. No, I've, I've seen shout out to bots before. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, because uh, y'all know you're gonna get that shit. Damn, should we get on the bot game, dude? I feel like we should investigate we should, this. I don't even know the process. Like, I think at one time I tried to Google a video of how, of how to make a bot because I'm so mad. I really wanted that Supreme collab with uh with Shade. Oh, okay, okay. I wanted that so bad, and I remember driving past Fairfax. And there was no way I was gonna yeah, get that. A lot of these motherfucking kids who got that shirt called Exa- her Sade. Exactly. Sadie. Like you don't even know who that is. Uh, that made me so mad. But I think I might just buy like a shoddy shirt off off eBay or something. It doesn't even have to be Supreme. Dude, it's um, what is it? Yeah, you know I I'm a big streetwear fan and I believe in the the purity of that culture. And but I'm like, damn. All missing all these jobs has caused me so much pain. Yeah, it would be an like it would be an <laughs> honor to have a red box, uh, like the red box logo. I got a blue one. I got a yeah. Yankee one. I got one as a gift. Shout out to shout out to David Choi. I gave it up. Um, got me that my first piece of Supreme. Yeah, I mean, how much does those run again? <laughs> like they're, they're forty five retail. 
I've seen the cheapest one dead stock for like the pure red one. It's probably gonna cost you like upwards of three to four bills. Damn. Maybe for a used one. But how would they know? Like a lot of things. <laughs> a lot of times I wonder, like how did I? How are they gonna know that I don't have a fake? Cause like with Antisocial Social Club, like the thing I can honestly say one thing I don't like about it is the fact that everything is screen printed on. I, I maybe that's is maybe that's the the gist of it all. But yeah, uh, even with the hats, like the like the logo is screen printed on the hat, and uh, it's just like it's just screen printed on the on the sweatshirt. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So how are you gonna like even with Kanye? He's just wearing it's just a gilded tee. What if I just I mean, all these stands and fuckboys know exactly. They know the kerning of the letters of mm, Supreme. Yeah. Like they'll check. This is a weird thing, right? It's like you're wearing you're wearing a brand out on your chest, like to to flex on people. Mm-hmm. You should do it with a real one. A yeah. fake one, you get called out for it, and it's not even Expose that. But it's like him. it's literally like yo. It's like like why why you, like the the part of why you wear it is because it was so hard to get you know that's why i like the hoodie i uh the one i have now because like, i yeah you I, actually yeah. got a, a real anti-social exactly i waited right? i waited i actually i've never camped overnight it was the first time i ever camped overnight for uh for something it, it was just worth it yo okay this is my one thing with anti-social neek this is for you my korean homeboy <laughs> I, I i love my korean people and i and especially i think weird weird ass korean people Need a lot of love. Shout out to the weird ass weird, Korean weird people. Ass they Korean are people. cool. They are cool people. Yeah, yeah. These weird artsy motherfuckers. Like, yeah, I get I mean, it. I get it. I've been around. Like, I'm friends with y'all and all that stuff. But the fucking this guy's like writing out the word suicide in Korean and putting it on his hat. What? Yeah, it says chasao, which means suicide. Damn. In Korean. And it's just like that's like I get the anti. So I think the weirdness, like weird, like off culture like the same punk rock kids were like oh it's kind of cool and like wore spikes in the leather jacket and yeah. stuff like that diy like i like that stuff and i think that's really i i fuck with it but i cannot fuck with you writing suicide on your hat and sell, selling that shit like it's weird it's like weird kind of like suicide packed asian shit you're mishmashing together and i don't know man like anything else you know y'all could talk about your drug habits and going 90 in your freaking bends but yeah, just just chill out with that. He's dude. got the car game on on lock. Like he's got so many cars now. Daryl, did you not hear anything I said about this horrible man <laughs> claiming suicide yeah. and doing for profit? I mean, suicide. Like the only suicide he cares about is the suicide doors. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only suicide he yeah, cares about. I, I hope so. I hope yeah. that's true. I hope we don't find yeah. Like no one, no one's got to die for some ASSC. Yeah, dude. I don't know, man. This this shit this shit is strong. Yeah, the brand is strong. The brand is strong. Shout out to the Bodega Boys, yeah. hey, you're yeah, our come, heroes. Yeah, come through. Yeah, come through. Have some art with us. Like share. Like we'll we'll make some art together. Dude, my my coworker my coworker called me soju poppy yesterday, <laughs> like freaking champagne poppy. There was a there's this Korean model who called himself teriyaki poppy though. So oh, it's, it's kind of I, taken. This one podcast I listen to. Uh, shout out to Ignorant Philosophy. There, they make some dope shit. But uh, the guy, uh, the guy, he goes by the famous Nobody, and his Twitter name is Podcast Poppy. That's pretty yeah, cool. That's, yeah, that's pretty. Shout out to all the yeah. Dominicans out on 125th. Mm-hmm. Actually, you guys are more far out of town. 145th. Right. Shout out to the Forens. <laughs> the Forens. The Forens riding the Forens. Yeah. Oh, I uh, one thing I did wonder. I uh, how do you feel about? No, I thought something that would be amazing is the 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 idea that because first of all I don't like the idea that Lady Gaga is replacing Beyonce for Coachella. Really? Okay. I, I think that's because I first, heard. Okay, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, first of all, her her Super Bowl performance was 
kind of whack. Sure. I mean, it was kind of cool that see that she just jumped off the roof uh, on, <laughs> on stage. And <laughs> the funniest meme I saw was uh, when did you see the one where they're like, "You'll never find the bombs, Batman." <laughs> like she was on top of the roof and she just had uh, the uh, the face paint. Yeah. And this caption that you'll never find all the bombs, Batman. She's so theatrical. Yeah, she, like it does is. feel like a villain villainous thing she, sometimes. She's gotta be dropping an album soon, and Kendrick too, if, if he's headlining Coachella. Yeah, you know. I think the the odds were on Daft Punk replacing yeah, da- Beyonce. Daft would, Punk, would you have been uh, happier with that? I would have been happier with that because I I do like Daft Punk's music. I, I just like their their branding in general, like how uh like they're really they're really uh they really stick to their branding with the yeah. robot guys. Yeah, I wish yeah. I would have gone to their pop up. Oh, you weren't there. You go to every did you go, band pop up. Did you, did you go? Did nah, you, nah, nah, I, nah. I, I, wanted, <laughs> I wanted to go. Uh, but I don't know. I was just being lazy. But it just looked really cool. Right, and yeah, you're in Cape Town now, man. You're right, you're right next to Fairfax. Yeah. But um, I'm, I'm trying to figure out, like, who else is on that Beyonce, like, Titan level of celebrity? I think at one point, a rumor I heard was that they were going to get uh, Rihanna and Chance. I feel like that could have worked them together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's, I, I guess Rihanna is the closest equivalent to Beyonce, but in, in terms of that level. But it takes on a different a different uh, personality or an attitude of that show, right? It, yeah. It, I guess no one's as big as Beyonce. That's I why I thought, wouldn't it be awesome if there was a Beyonce hologram? Oh, would word. We, yeah, would people pay for a Beyonce hologram? Oh, hell yeah, dude. That would have been Wait, like, pregnant Beyonce hologram? Like a live stream hologram? Or is this like... Uh, something like Tupac. That's that's what my thought was. Uh, just uh, pregnant... Pregnant Beyonce hologram could be pretty awesome though. Yeah, 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 yeah. But she won't be able to move like she she does. Yeah, I think that was the big thing, right? She, yeah, but just a Beyonce hologram, I I would pay money to see a Beyonce hologram over Lady How Gaga. much money? This is this is important. I mean, same price. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, I would I wouldn't be hurt if they're like, oh, we're gonna replace Beyonce with dun, 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 a Beyonce hologram. I think that's probably that would please a lot more people than getting yeah. Lady Gaga would. Yeah. So Golden I, Boys, yeah. Coachella, you done fucked up. <laughs> Should have had a hologram. Should have had a hologram. Yeah. I think, yeah, I mean, the Tupac hologram for pure PR shit was like yeah. outrageous. Just the fact that he was like, what the fuck, what the fuck's up, Coachella? Yeah, yeah. I think also, but it's like, it has to do with Tupac's like weird death status. Like, yeah. that he comes back almost as a ghost, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, people still don't believe he's dead, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's still there at Coachella with Raven. Yeah, he's in Cuba. Raven with all the all the all the biddies out there. Exactly. Um, but yeah, it's re- it's an interesting question. Like I've been I listen to a lot of other podcasts on they talk about this whole like face mapping thing or like recreating celebrity kind of thing. And I remember my high school teacher talking to me like, "Yo, like they're gonna get." I mean, he, this guy's older, so shout out to Mister Whitmore, English English twelve. But mm-hmm. he um he was telling like he's a big Humphrey Bogart fan, so he's like. Yo, like they have enough of Humphrey Bogart footage to just recreate and make him say whatever they want him to. Shit. They did that with Bruce Lee for a fucking Snickers commercial. Like they did that with um, even a lot, lot even of Star Wars stuff. Yeah, you know? with uh, with Marilyn Monroe. Like you remember that Snickers commercial? Where she was like, uh, better, better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like they do the same thing. Like, that's that's scary. They have been, if I mean that's scary. That all right? This is like a, this is paranoia, Josh coming nah, up. Nah, like, We've. We've recorded so much of ourselves, including today, but like face recognition, all that stuff. We've voluntarily posted that stuff, right? And there's so much content of us now that is public 
that before like we would only have in family photos like yeah and with technology going as they are like as it is i feel like the internet can make us say anything that we've never said but they want us to you know say if we got someone wanted to hurt us that bad or something that's like that. a good like, point that technology is like it's it's gonna happen yeah it's like we know enough about you we can rec- recreate what you said and what you sound like and to make you say exactly what we want we want you to say that's like crazy josh coming out right now but at the same time no nah, that's like some enemy of the state type shit that's yeah, real yeah. It's like, like it makes me even wonder because why does it have yeah. to stop at celebrities? Yeah, you know it's gonna be even harder about... for uh, when people run for president. It's gonna be crazy too. Exactly. Like you already got dirt on you. Like we already know. All right, you threw up all over yourself at your twenty first birthday. We, right, yeah, right, we right. got the, we got the footage. We got we got the receipts. All that shit. Yeah. Yeah. You ain't going. You ain't gonna be a congressman now, lady. Exactly. <laughs> and in terms of civil election politics, like you're not allowed to have any of that blow up. Like mm-hmm. that was was the end of a end of your run, right? If they mm-hmm. if they saw that happen, like. All bets are off with this reality TV president we got exactly. now. Exactly. But people are gonna know how many times you smoke weed. Mm-hmm. How many t- like what's acceptable? Like is is our civility is our um, is our societal standards gonna change because like everyone's gonna yeah have maybe a things will be more excusable. We're all gonna have pictures next to a keg. We're all gonna have pictures next to, like shotgunning a forty. You know like yeah. What's what is a presidential look gonna be in yeah. the future? So that's kind of yeah maybe just think yeah maybe things will just be more excusable, which kind of sucks. That's, like, like we just we just have to give into the madness. I hope not though. Ah, interesting, interesting. Don't give into the madness. <laughs> Don't let it close up on yeah. you. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't. Also, I no. Did Did you see the video with uh with Rihanna getting that uh, honor award at Harvard? No, I did not. <laughs> uh, no. Oh wait, yeah. <laughs> I, pl- I played the fifth. Right. I played the fifth. <laughs> There's oh, so many amendments I can choose. I can only choose one. No, let's talk about how uh, Dave Chappelle. Like the two, you hear about the two specials that are coming back on the twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. I did. I did. Yeah, like I- I'm excited for that. Like I, I keep thinking, keep thinking about the hashtag Care Bear Scare or Care Bear Stare. Oh yeah, yeah he's yeah, like yeah. time for the Care Bear <laughs> Stare. Yeah. Oh right. my god, but. Um, that made me just think about uh, the exclusivity of everything and just amazing like could you even see that happening on any other platform uh, that, that, I think that's amazing that just tells you how ahead of things Netflix is and how uh, remember do you remember when they said they wanted at least half their content to be original like yeah, I, yeah, yeah I feel yeah. like they're really going that, that route with uh, with deals like that it's crazy man I'm wondering who, who funds this whole thing yeah. but uh, there doesn't seem to be a bottom to it and Chappelle getting two stand-up specials that I'm very excited for is, um, I think it's it's got to be the future, man. It's like TV networks are running scared. The only thing keeping TV networks afloat is f- sports licenses. You yeah. Know, people, like, that's what's been killing me about not having cable is, like, I want to just turn on the game and, and watch it. But Netflix is kind of revolutionizing the model with that. And they're, I think their originals are actually constantly getting better. They're yeah. getting more diverse, like, even with... Um, Anna DuVernay's uh, 13th mm-hmm. that, that documentary comes out like that happens because Netflix gives her the money and the platform yeah these so. deals are like just crazy yeah. um, so good things like good things are coming out of it man and I mean we, me and you we both love Chappelle mm-hmm. like I think there there was a great need for him I'm glad that he got kind of got his life in check as best as we can know you know after the mental health scare uh, yeah. of Chappelle show but um Man, yo, he's smoking a lot of cigarettes, huh? His voice sounds yeah, real like, raspy. Yeah, like uh, you'll just smoke him on stage. I've, I've seen him twice already. Nice. Yeah, I've, nice. Seen, him, I've seen him twice. Yeah, you can tell me that. yeah. 
uh, I think he even recorded. He did one of the shows at the Palladium. Oh, cool. Yeah, cool, that, cool. that's, what I'm, that's what I'm hearing in the news and stuff. That uh, so that's that's gonna be really interesting. That makes me kind of glad I didn't get tickets, so I can just uh, I can yeah. just watch it fresh. You watch a higher production yeah, value. Exactly, I can just watch it fresh now. So that that's really exciting. What you think about is uh, SNL? It was it was definitely very moving. Um, was it funny though? I don't I don't remember. The Trump ones were good, and I, I'm gonna be I'm gonna play devil's advocate. I don't think that the one where he had all his characters in The Walking Dead. I don't think that one was that funny. Yeah, I thought it was actually a disappointment. Yeah, it was, I mean, like it was just for shock value. It was just great to see those characters again, but I don't think it was that funny. Yeah, no, yeah, I, it could have been better. I'm, I'm with you on that, man. I think um, Dave is he's so such an important voice. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm wondering what the future of kind of like those icons of stand up are like without like maybe you just have to do the Kevin Hart route and be super family friendly at the same time because I I mean rewatching old stand up often stand up doesn't hold up because our values or what we're like even like PC like culture and what we're allowed to say you know it yeah. changes a lot of times for the be- for the better mm-hmm. and sometimes comics like often say like real like racist or especially sexist shit you know that's mm-hmm. but i mean there's some of that there's some of that in, in dave's stuff but also dave's stuff is so smart and was ahead of its time i wonder how how ahead of its time it is like can we look at it in 10 years from now and be like this is this is golden like i was watching some eddie murphy shit and he said some very fucking exactly fucked up no, shit about Asian that, people. Yeah. i'm like damn eddie like I, I rock with you like you're an icon but like i can't be laughing at that and like be on my soapbox over here and be like fighting for like that's Asian true because like yeah you know? i was watching yeah i was listening to i think raw and like he says faggot a lot yeah like, yeah a yeah lot. And, and i think yeah. honestly like f- faggot is actually a word that has really taken on a, a super in, in a good way like no one uses it yeah anymore. like that's that's actually i kind of wish they went that way with the n-word yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 for sure like, i feel like i feel like i feel like faggot is way more taboo than nigger I could, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel oh. like it's like these days it's, it's more taboo. Like I feel like it's been known not to say nigger, but people like it. It happens. Like I feel like in closed doors, people still say that shit. But that's super yeah. interesting. Yeah, man. that's uh, dude. I'm gonna defer to you on that. That's that's fucked up. It's just, it's just a yeah. thought. No, no, no. For sure. That's for sure. Yeah, stuff like that just it makes you wonder. That's fucking sad that we still have to talk about that shit today. Man. Yeah, like, yeah, like people didn't die. For these rights, and then for us to just have the same shit, like they're just in heaven. Like, what did I? I I thought we had a deal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. What the uh, fuck, Whitey? Yeah, you know it's interesting though. It's like I had a talk with my my friend my friend Alex about this, and I was like, "Yo, I'm kind of glad what happened in in terms of like the divide, the divide, like what the election results." It kind of showed openly what people believed. Yeah, and they're prouder to claim what they believe. That so was I'm, very eye-opening. Like right, right. as as bad as it was, like it, it was very, it was, it was very appreciative. I was appreciative too, like because honestly, like that and truth like that is really helpful and like just exactly. furthering things. So like we we don't have to like second guess what people are thinking about. Like oh, I know exactly where mm-hmm. you stand, and then I can approach you from that angle yeah. and not have you. I know your motives right away. Mm-hmm. Um, he he was of the of the mindset that it's like hey, I've never considered. Like I, like I care about what people think deep down inside, but I think it's what they act upon that we should judge. Yeah. So like when it comes to something like a hate, hateful thing, right? Like they, it's an interesting point. It's like you could be thinking all those things, but if you never act on it, like how, 
how harmful are you? It's, yeah. it's an interesting kind of thing, but um, uh, a principle. But I thought he had, it had some val- validity to it. So. Yeah, it was, like it was. How do we get on this one? Wait, what? How do we get on this one? No, I think we we're, were talking ta- about. Oh, yeah, yeah, we're, we're talking. About, yeah, we're talking about stand up and yes. just like the exclusivity and stuff. Yeah. All right, but it, yeah, it was a truth, but it was a hurtful truth. I think that's one thing I like about podcasts is that you just drift off into. Uh, you talk about one thing, but it drifts off, and then uh, you just go back to, you just go back to one. Yeah, yeah, these are important to us. You know, this is interesting. I think this is. I want to preface this by saying I did not watch Get Out. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, this is going to be an episode about Get Out. Yeah, I read the synopsis. The synopsis um, does not do it justice. Okay, okay. I'm just not a horror. Don't read fan. the Easter eggs. Do not read the Easter eggs of the okay, movie. Okay. You know, I just I'm I'm scared shitless of suspense and horror thrillers and shit like that. So. I don't enjoy them too much. Me too. But in terms of what we're thinking about, like what we're saying about like, oh, what people are thinking, yeah. what that comes out, and even some of the paranoia that comes out of like being judged just on the pure color of your skin before you meet actually yeah. meet someone. Like Get Out, I'm sure, touched on a lot of those principles. Do you want to touch on that? Yeah, if, if one thing I could say, I, I don't want to go, like, if you haven't seen it, I don't want to go too much no, into it. No, just tell me. I don't, I don't, I'm not going to watch no, it. No, I don't want... No, if anything... No, fuck I, Keanu, <laughs> Jordan Peele, man. You're on my shit list right now. Dude. Keanu, Keanu was kind of whack. Like, yeah... Kim Pill, you could have done better. Yeah. Why did Method Man have to be the gangster? I, I don't get the whole cat thing, none of that. I don't get the cat thing. I don't get... I mean, the cat thing is the fucking name of the movie. I don't get that that car chasing at the end. Like, what was that? That was horrible. That twist at the end, though, with that... Uh, what's her name? Tiffany Haddish. She was like an undercover cop. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I'm just like... It, it didn't really mean much yeah. to me. I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't... I don't think I... I didn't really laugh too much. as I didn't... I wanted to love it. I'm a big fan of you guys, so it's anyway. Get yeah. out. Is it get out? Oh, uh, but one thing I thought about, if I could describe Get Out, I just realized it would be definitely a suspenseful social commentary. Yeah, which was really great. Um, was it fun? Social commentary often isn't very entertaining. I mean, no, it was fun. Like it, it kept you on your toes for real because you were like, oh, what's gonna happen next? Yeah, yeah. And I, uh, like the gore was not the reason that it was scary. Just uh, the realism of it, the the fact that a lot of things could actually happen, and there was there were so many microaggressions. Like yeah, yeah. there's so many microaggressions in the movie. Just, can, we, uh, can we just say a spoiler alert right here? Because I just wanted to spoil the movie for fine. you. It's a spoiler alert. Skip fine. Spoiler about alert. five minutes down the line. If you don't want to, I get don't want to spoil spoiled. it for you. I want you to see. I will pay for you to see this movie. Man, I'm dead mean, ass. I will pay for you. To I don't. See this I don't movie. fuck with roller coasters and scary movies. Like <laughs> it's, I, I, no one can pay me that much. I mean. Uh, oh, man, it's like it's it's borderline for me. What's the last scary movie you've seen? Or if if I think I watched like Ghost Ship in theaters for, for Ghost Ship. No, I watched Ghost Texas Chainsaw Massacre like the beginning. I hate that shit. I oh, hate. I, stuff did you see like Saw? That. Did you see the Saw movies? Yeah, I saw Saw. I thought I, Saw Two was kind of smart. Sorry, even so, yeah, you, like the first two were really smart. I don't find I don't find any pleasure out of seeing people. Hurt. It's not gory. I can say one thing about Get Out. It's not gory. Like there's probably like. It's like it's gonna fuck me up, huh? Mentally, that's that's one of these movies. I mean, if you were black, it'd fuck you up more. I got you. I got you. Because <laughs> I, I I can honestly say, I it scared me to date white men, white women a little bit. Oh yeah, shit. just uh just that fact. But there are even articles out saying how um how think <laughs> <laughs> how it it accurately depicts white women. Uh, like, I just like I think someone wrote on Cosmo, Cosmopolitan the fact that about I just that. I love this. I love that this is. This is real required reading, food for thought for interracial relationships. Like this is this is. It bomb. could be like I never thought of thought of it. Okay, so spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Uh, so basically, the premise of the movie is that he's 
of course, he's going to go see uh, see his girlfriend's parents. But it goes deeper in that because what uh, you actually think, like, first, no, I'm going to ask you first. What do you think about, what is your premise from the trailer? Like, what do you think is going to, what do you think is going to happen? And then I'll tell you what happens. Okay. This is my thing. So the guy from Black Mirror, mm-hmm. is he British? He is. I, I didn't know he was British until I saw the footage. Okay, okay, okay. So, um, is he British in the film? No, he's no, he, no, he has a, cause they're in New York. They're, yeah, they're in New York. Okay. So black guy protagonist dating this white chick. Mm-hmm. They probably meet in a big city like New York. I didn't know yeah. what city it was. Yeah, you don't even see the meet. Like he basically. I got yeah. you. Mm-hmm. They're in some kind of serious relationship where they want to meet. The, where the the chick asked to meet for him to meet her meet her parents. They go to this really sleepy little idyllic neighborhood, probably upstate New York somewhere. Yeah, really awesome quiet town. Um, the parents, especially the dad, it kind of uses like kind of microaggression language or like you know the kind of like what's that like he uses like my man my man yeah. all that you know like it's we've heard yeah. that shit before yeah, even, like, yeah. Right. it's like trying to identify like trying to they try to relate to you yeah yeah, yeah. it's like it's it comes out of it comes out of a good nature I think but, but it's it, still fucked up in the, yeah, the same it time. fucks up and it's exhausting for yeah because that's not people. you like just be real with me exactly yeah yeah so then eventually I think um he meets all these like weird black people mm-hmm. in, the, in the community Darius from Atlanta, mm-hmm. shout out. But um, yeah, Lakeith, up... you're the man. I fucks with you, Lakeith. Yeah, yeah. yeah Lakeith, come on the podcast. Lakeith, come on the podcast. Yeah, but it's and just, <laughs> and it it turns he's like something's something's off with them, and and I think what happens is all the white people in town kind of um, lobotomize all the black people they meet that they bring into their life to either serve them or either just live alongside them, but like be like kind of kind of like neutered in a way. And then they're trying to do that to him. And okay, yeah. I'll tell you what really happens. Yeah, what happens is that uh, he goes to visit the parents, and then, but the truth is that they're not because uh, uh, the uh, like the main point or the reason they were they're so interested in black people is that uh, the grandfather he played in, he was a runner in the Olympics, but he lost to Jesse Owens. Okay, so I uh, he was like, man, if, I, if only I was faster. So uh, so actually, the premise is that. The black people are actually white people with their brain with white people's brains. So they do like brain transplants. What? They do they do brain transplants. So, so the they, black people the black people in the town. The black people in the town are actually white people are black people with white people's brains cuz okay, cuz okay. if you if you see in the trailer like the guy gets hypnotized. He get yeah, he, yeah, he gets yeah. hypnotized. That's how they do it. Like they put them in what's called the sunken space where it's just a real a small part of their consciousness is around, but they are uh, so they're almost playing a passenger. They're almost playing like a passenger in their own bodies. Got you. Do they so, actually put their brains in them? Or like they, yeah, they put the white people's brains in them. Like uh, like you see the part where the guy's running. Yeah, uh, where he's running towards them. Yeah, that, yeah. that's the grandfather testing out that black guy's body. Oh wow. Yeah. Because he believes that black people's bodies are physically yeah scary. yeah phys- like even like when when they like the party scene like it's basically just an interview like they're asking him all these different questions but it's uh it's microaggressions at the same time like, like they're asking oh are you good in bed or I know Tiger Woods uh how's your golf game or because yeah, yeah. uh, because uh the guy from Black Mirror he's a photographer so ultimately uh the guy that auctions him because they even have an auction scene where that like they show the bingo scene where they're playing bingo it's actually an auction where they're selling him off and. Selling who off? Uh, they're selling the black guy off. Uh, Two other white people yeah, who want his body. Exa- yeah, they want his body. Like, uh, and the guy that buys him is a blind man. Uh, that that loves his photography skills. 
shit. Yeah, so they're, they're basically just using these black people as vessels to enhance themselves. Uh-huh. And... Uh, it's that's, on, a, that's a wrinkle that I didn't expect. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I told you. Now that I ruined it, I told you I should have bought you a ticket. Oh, man. <laughs> and the okay, one, okay, keep going. This is, this is fascinating now. Okay. Like, or if that's the case, now you should read the Easter eggs, too. Because uh, there's even tropes like uh, like he gets kidnapped. Or, I mean, uh, they're, they're about to operate on him to take his brain. But he's stuck in a chair, and he keeps... Uh, picking at the chair so the cotton comes out so people have the this easter egg that he actually had to pick cotton to get free uh, exactly yeah, shit like that yeah, yeah. all right uh, no, you're so smart jordan Peele. no oh, that's deep as fuck like all right or even the fact that uh like the like the the crazy white woman the crazy black lady that's the maid in the in yeah, the thing yeah. that's it that's the grandmother who wanted to be yeah that's the grandmother that wanted to be black or she wanted to be younger one of the two so she do they live for the average amount of time that a human does? Or they uh, I think they just keep switching brains with with black people. Cause, okay, okay. But that's the thing I'm wondering. Like, how long can your brain last? Did you watch uh, Being John Malkovich? What's that? It's, uh, you know, John Malkovich, the actor? He's like this kind of eccentric actor, but there's like where people can get into his brain and live inside him. And like, that's kind of what rich, pe- rich people do in that movie. Damn. Yeah, and like, they're like, he's... He's like a passenger at the mm-hmm. same time, so like they end up like living through him and they live immortally. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Then maybe that's it then, because like uh, Jordan Peele said, he they actually they actually can do this. Like people have done this on rats, and so it's a real thing, and people have actually tried it. Okay, explain explain more. Okay, so so every black person in that community is a white person. It's a white person with the white with the, has a white. So person's the white brain. white person's body has died. Yeah, the white person like exactly like the grandfather got old, so he. His brain got put in a black person. Okay, and what happens to the black person's brain? Uh, they just get rid of it. Is there any hint of the black person still inside the body? Like no, the, the only the it? only hint is when they uh is when they flash them. Like you know the part in the in the trailer where he's yeah, like, yeah, "Get yeah. out, get yeah, out." Yeah, yeah. That's him. That's actually the real black guy warning him to get out. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so it's yeah. it's uh that's an interesting clip because uh that even happens at the end too because uh he gets uh like or. No, another thing too is that the girlfriend that brings him in actually betrays him because, spoiler alert, she's a bitch and she was a part of the plan. Because uh, one thing he finds out is that he opens a closet and it's just a box full of her with black guys. So she's oh, lured no. maybe maybe like ten plus black people and oh, no. uh, to to have their brains transplanted. Yeah, I think you gotta go go with a with a black girl, dude. I think. Yeah, ex- yeah like shit like that kind of scares that's, me. That's that's fucked yeah, up. That, yeah yeah i mean uh it yeah because it goes black girl magic yeah black Black girl Girl magic black girl magic in the air (laughs) okay no wait speaking of that let's talk about bruno mars because okay whoa whoa okay yeah go ahead should we talk about bruno mars or yeah yeah this get out stuff is fucking all right yeah wait does he get out at the end what happens he does get out okay does he (laughs) the real question does he get out yeah all right yeah uh, one of the one of the key points is the comedian is his best friend Lil Rel, the guy in the trailer is like, yeah, yeah. "How are you not scared of this?" Because he plays like a key role and uh, and just tell because he the one thing that's interesting about Lil Rel is that he plays almost the audience in a way. He's sure. he's saying uh, the way black people are in a horror movie, like don't go in there. Yeah, he's, yeah. That's him the entire time, just saying don't do this, don't do that, or that's a trap. You shouldn't do that. Yeah, yeah. So exactly, it's really yeah, yeah. smart. Because uh, in the end, he uh, he finds him when uh, when the guy when the guy escapes, 
And he's like, I, and the first thing he says when uh, they reunite, he's like, I told you not to go in that house. Because uh, the guys are all bloody. Because he had to kill every single person in that family to get out. Yeah. Uh, like, they don't show the brother, but the brother is crazy. He's the one that's actually wrangling all the all the people, uh, all the all the black people. Um, the father is a brain surgeon, so that's the one actually doing the brain yeah, yeah. the brain transplants. And the mother is a hypnotist, so so there's all these different He's things. Motherfucking Yakubian devils, man. Exactly. Oh, oh, that's creepy as fuck. Yeah. Okay. But I'm telling you, you, you should do you. you should you see do you. it. Okay. Um, well, Bruno Mars, let's talk about this. Uh. Yo, if you don't know already, one thing I want to do about the, this podcast is talk content or just content that's come out during the, during the week. Hit me. And one of the things that came out was Bruno Mars, This Is What I Like music video. Mm-hmm. That's what I like. That's what I like. All right. And one thing I got to say is that I do appreciate the fact that I do like what he was trying to do with the music video with everything is hand-drawn and... Uh, and all the different animation for different lyrics, but one thing I gotta say, I wish Bruno Mars had better music videos. Ooh, I wish he had. I better, take. I wish he had better, like Twenty Four Karat Magic music video. That was awesome, but I feel like Bruno Mars. Is Even kinda, like, what was that other hit he had last year? I uh, Uptown. Oh, Uptown. Uptown yeah, like I wish he like if he's gonna dancing? sample, if he's gonna use. Oh any, yeah, this is real shit. Dude. Ex- this is real ex- shit. It sounds like something that would be like in a commercial. Yeah, I'm, it sounds. Like it looks like he's just in a studio. He's like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna perform this album, and you guys just do these drawings around me. It sounds it seems very <laughs> last minute. This looks like '80s Korean drama running footage that they play at karaoke. <laughs> I swear to God, um, cheesiest. Wow. I mean, that's been his thing, right? It's like it's like he's he's talented, but he's kind of corny. Yeah, I don't think he's corny. I, I like his music. I I think he's I think he's up there. With, if Beyonce is maybe an whoa, A, whoa, if Beyonce, whoa, if, if Beyonce is an A, I mean, they were in the Super Bowl together. They were in the Super Bowl <laughs> together. That, that's where I'm coming from with that's this. That's the Chris Bond Super Bowl, man. Leave that alone. Uh, oh, wait, that's true. Coldplay was there, too. If you want to talk about Coldplay. Yeah, Coldplay, Coldplay about got dissed during that Super Bowl. Yeah, they did. But if Beyonce is an A, I'll say Bruno Mars is maybe like a B- minus when it comes to that iconicness. That's a weird scale to go off. I mean, I'd say if, if that... If Beyonce is an A, Bruno's probably looking at a C minus. A C minus. I'd say Rihanna. Rihanna's an A minus in that scale. I say Rihanna's maybe a B. Wow. I say Rihanna's maybe a B. There's no other bigger pop star, man. Adele. That's true. Like someone shut me up about that when it came to when it came to Beyonce. They were like, uh, they were saying, y'all think Beyonce's overrated? This somebody that's better than her, and that shut me up because I can't think of anyone that's better than Beyonce. Yeah. I mean, it's just like I mean, I'm not like I'm not. But it's like, yo, it's hard to deny. Beehive. Expose him. No. Beehive. Expose him. No, <laughs> that's, that's, what, that's what the hashtag for this video is going to be. Beehive. I'm just going <laughs> to put well, Beyonce, Beehive, actually, Lemonade. And actually, then, nobody comments on my shit anyway, so I love, uh, lo- I love some lemons up in here, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is going on SoundCloud. Just don't then, leave me that, sn- that snake em- emoji. Exactly. Snakes in the grass get exposed. <laughs> But um, I just wish he had better executions. Like even the twenty four karat magic album cover, it was kind of whack. Yeah. Do you know what his real name is? I just looked this up. It's not Bruno. No, it's on. It's on a file, dude. What is it? Peter Jean Hernandez. Bruno Mars, you fucking liar. I mean, I knew his last name couldn't be Mars because people when people name themselves after a planet, it's it's not. It's usually a stage yeah, name. Yeah, it's, it's usually not heretic, right? Yeah. Is that the right word, heretic? 
Hereditary. Yeah, let's see that. I mean, my last name is my last name is Sharp, but that's pretty cool. That could be a stage name. I, I could honestly see people thinking that's a stage name. Uh, that name's not that cool, but I don't know if it's a stage name. Like, it's not like the Neptunes over here. Get down, niggas <laughs> and bitches. Get down. Damn. <laughs> you dropped your voice for the bitch, bitches. <laughs> Damn, son, where'd you find this? Uh, but I just I kind of wish the execution was a little better because Twenty Four Karat Magic was awesome. Oh, uh, I think we spent too much time talking about Bruno Mars. We are, we are, yeah, we're spending too much time talking about Bruno Mars. He doesn't really concern me. I think he's just he's harmless. Oh, one thing I want to talk about too is, did you see that Jaden Smith Vanity Fair video? I did. I That's did. that. Can we talk about how perfect that is, especially with Jaden's ooh, brand? Oh, this might be the 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 the. We might have to disagree a little bit on this. I, the, I loved. That's I, what I like. I love Jaden Smith, and I love tweets by Jaden. But I'm like, you feel like he was making a joke of himself. No, no, that's fine with me. I think that's. But is a Vanity Fair photo shoot the right internet place to do that? You know, it's like, what does Vanity Fair th- represent for me? I mean, that that funny that comedy can come out of. You know, I mean, I feel like it would have. I feel like they could have fucked it up if Complex did it or something. Yeah, maybe Complex isn't quite right either. But yeah. I don't know. I just think. I didn't even Does think about Vanity Fairheads really understand tweets by Jaden. Like, I didn't even think about the Vanity Fair part of it. That that's. Just the fact, I just really like the execution because Jaden's the only person that could probably do that because if it, they did it with any other celeb, it wouldn't make sense. Yeah, yeah, But that's I mean, a good they, question. Like, who else other than... Like, Vanity Fair writes the long-form pieces on, like, Amy Adams' stardom and, like, her, her career trajectory. Like, I don't know if that's really, Vanity like, Fair doesn't even create content like that, which is... Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is, like, this is... I mean, I've seen a lot of GQ stuff and GQ's been trying to do a lot, a lot more younger exactly. stuff. Exactly. And maybe that's... You know, I, it's, it's a little more fun. Vanity Fair is, is, is I think, pretty self-serious. Yeah. Even with the 2 chain stuff, like, they... Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The 2 chain stuff, the Vince Staples stuff. I could even see, like, Pitchfork doing something, uh, doing that Jane Smith thing, because yeah, I, yeah. I really like uh, their their stuff where they uh, where, where they talk about the overrated or underrated. Yeah. I really love I like that, that, their content. I thought it was real funny, though. I, yeah. With that said, I just, like... I'm like, is Vanity Fair the right vehicle or medium to do I that? I never thought about that. that that's, an, that's an interesting point. I, but I would, love facts, to see, I would love to see more, though. Some of his facts really blew my mind, though. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, my God. Yeah. <laughs> and then his commentary, the fact that the one where he was talking about diamonds fall, and it, he was like, how? <laughs> <laughs> when, he, when he said, you always see your nose, your brain just used to ignore it. I'm yeah. Like, Oh, excuse me. Someone commented and said, like, those were all Snapple facts. <laughs> Snaps, uh, facts were sealed I love Snapple of a, of a facts, Snapple dude. lid. I love Snapple they still Snapple do facts. that? Do they still do Snapple facts? They better do. I haven't bought a Snapple in years. Yeah, but. Snapple. I feel like Snapple has an opportunity to have an alcoholic drink. That's pretty real. That, that's, I feel like that's a golden that's opportunity. That's a real hot take right there. I think that could be fun. Like, we Snapple might. after dark. Yeah, I'm... Your Snapple sponsors right here. Yeah, we we make we, we oh, mix, wait. we mix in over. We here. have to shout out our sponsors. This episode is sponsored by Red Bull. It's not sponsored by Red Bull. Man, you just gave Red Bull a free plug, man. Yo, I mean, no, Monster Energy, bro. We're all about that. Send us Red Bull. Yeah, but send us send us anything, man. We we out you got twenty four hours. Yeah, damn. We're holding nothing hostage right now. Oh, this episode isn't brought to you by Bevel either. It's not <laughs> the Bevel blade. <laughs> My signature fade exactly. with the Bevel blade. <laughs> Bevel. Ex- Bevel, please sponsor us. I will read off them. 
Yeah, what's a, what's our dream sponsor, dude? As advertising guys, what we should have a dream sponsor for our this dream podcast. sponsor. Hmm. That is a good question. I'm really craving a taco right now, so if El Chato Taco Truck wants to throw us a couple bones, you know, we more. Where's that. that taco truck? That's on La Brea and Olympic. That's right by you. We should oh. go. We should do that after. I'll be down. I'll yeah. be down. Down for that. Oh, we wait. gotta keep it professional. Keep it professional. Oh man, I'm getting man, so fuck that. Yo, fuck that. Oh wait, we just gave him a shout out, but they're sponsors. No, so. no, they're awesome, dude. What uh, what a what's a drink? A soft drink brand you want to sponsor? A soft drink. I've been I've been digging um. Some sparkling water recently mm-hmm. is that a little too high end? But I love I love my Perrier. I love my um, Lacroix, Lacroix. San Pellegrino, that'd yeah, be yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah, Pellegrino be yeah. dope too. Mm-hmm. Yo, sure, yo, that's that's us. That's we all about that clean living. Mm-hmm. Give us a give us a give us a couple Pellegrinos. We'll shout you out exactly. Episode. We'll even clink them on the air. Clink, <laughs> celebratory clink. <laughs> yeah, our, our did you hear the one thing I. I love and hate about Instagram is just all the sponsorship that falls uh, that falls on my timeline. But yeah. something that, w- that was really interesting on my timeline today was that the Lakers they're partnering with Delta, uh, like Brandon Ingram from the Lakers. He's doing something with an artist named Jonas Never, and they're doing this mural, this artistic mural with the Lakers for Delta. And it's almost like a sweepstakes where they're gonna fly somebody out to help create the mural with them. Just a random fan. That's pretty cool. You you're trying to you're trying to plug yourself right now. You're trying no, to No, I trying think to that, get in I there. think that's awesome. I have never seen I've never seen Delta do anything like that, so I was wondering what your thoughts were on it. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, I'm I'm it's kind of a mixed bag with these corporate sponsorship for art. I don't know. Corporate commission art. Um the I Knicks, mean if it comes Knicks out is, dope. Then. Yeah, the Knicks is something with Delta two. It just so oftentimes it doesn't come out dope. Yeah. It just comes out like and everyone's loving that Pizza Hut sneaker right now. No, fuck that Pizza Hut sneaker. Yeah, I, like, that's one thing I want to talk about, I'm too. Done. I'm done. I'm done with it. Why like, does Pizza Hut try to be so swagged out? Like, you remember when they did the, that merch? I don't. They, good. I, <laughs> good. I, I, I prefer Pizza Hut to Domino's. Like, my friend, uh, my coworkers and I we were talking about that today where we were talking about... No, and they called them pie tops, too. Don't. Just don't. What the hell's a pie top? Is that a little table? They should not have done that. But they just want to be so swagged out. At least, I wish Papa John. No, Papa John's supposed to be cool with, what's the nigga's name, Peyton Manning? Peyton yeah, Manning. no, Peyton's, Peyton's a fuckboy. I don't like that guy. He got a big ass head. I like pizza. I, just, I don't know. I'm just like tired of like. It's easy everyone tries to yeah. Everyone tries to get sneaker people, which is gags. It's easily just a gimmick. Yeah. But the gag is, there are no gags. Well, are you referencing something right now? Or is that? Oh, I, I was. Referencing Kiki Palmer because oh. he's always saying, "But the gag is." Hey, Kiki Palmer's fine, dude. Respect. Okay. Yep, gotta love her. One thing, uh, too. One thing I was thinking about Calvin Klein today. Oh, I was thinking about Calvin Klein today. Um, just the fact that they've always found a way to stay relevant. Damn, that's a that's a random but very hot take. Because no, it I just th- was. I just heard something about Calvin Klein today too. It was weird. Like bad shit or good no, shit? good stuff. Good stuff. Because uh, one thing that the reason I brought that up is because of Moonlight. Because as soon as they got that best picture, they they dropped the the Moonlight photos where the cast of Moonlight was wearing uh, was wearing Calvin Klein. Gotta have my Calvin's. I'm wearing Calvin's right now. Yeah. That's how my five. shout out to Calvin's. Yo, shout out to Calvin or Meundies. Like yeah, yeah. yeah let's get a Meundies <laughs> sponsorship. But but real really Calvin. But shout out more than Calvin's. 
Ross, where I get all my Calvin Klein yeah. underwear. Dude, but honestly, like, so Calvin Klein is, um, I just heard Nick Wooster talk about Calvin Klein, but they had, while Calvin was still, like, they had their early days, the classic days, but now, Raph Simmons, awesome Belgian designer, like, he's like one of the the historical greats, is now the creative director at Calvin Klein. Oh, I saw that too, but yeah, I, I, yeah. I didn't know that was recent. Yeah, yeah, so this is, I think, um, this New York Fashion Week's his first collection with Calvin, and, um... Yeah, that's that's big up for him, man. It's um, it really shows. It's big up for Calvin. That's what it is, and it shows that they're committed to not only staying relevant with money, but really doing it the right way. Like he is the premier name in men's fashion, and Calvin Klein, that name and that waistband, attaching that to uh, a really transcendent designer like that, it's it's pretty pretty spectacular. Absolutely, Calvin Klein, dude. I gotta have my Calvin's, man. It's that's the one thing I did like uh, what they did recently. I wish they did more of that. One thing I kind of want to rant about is just how they stick with the same the simplicity of the monochromatic, like Justin Bieber when he was mm. doing the Mike Calvins or even with the Moonlight. It's just that same simplicity and it's just key on photography, but I wish they went further with maybe more social executions. Yeah. It's, um, man, dude, I mean... Oh, with social executions. They, don't they do similar things with so, on social? I think I saw those I, print ads being repurposed. Yeah, maybe I'm just being ignorant and I haven't, I don't, I haven't paid attention to them to know. That's <laughs> um, cool. I mean, yeah, talk about freaking... That's how we knew Frank was coming out with something for real. Exactly. Frank we, doing that thing with fake Marilyn Monroe up there. Yeah. You know? And that was, that was a great bit. Yeah, um, they got... Yeah, the young, fact Thug, they got young Thug was there um, doing a bit about dresses. And I was like... I fucked with Young Thug. Young Thug is... The dude. This is where I ask you to kind of educate me on this stuff, cause like the whole mumble rap stuff, like I can respect its place in our today's rap, and I love that it's like talking about the feeling you get rather than mm-hmm. actual like, oh, this is like hardcore hip hop. Yeah. Shit. And I think there's a there's a need for a great deal of diversity, but and I like Young Thug's energy. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's it's, the one thing I could say. I, yeah. I love his energy. I love his bravery. I guess it gets me. It gets me. Uh, it like it gets me pumped up and yeah. to do something. I gotta own up to something. Probably the reason I really got into Young Thug and just like. Uh, and just those kind of that kind of music because I used to go to strip clubs a lot and I just that oh, vibe yeah snap just oh it was a lot of thugger yeah there's a lot of thugger there was a lot of Young Dolph I, I fucked with Young Dolph too where's Young Dolph from uh, I think he's from Atlanta Jeezy yeah just course. all just all this music and uh it, it just really enhances the feeling and you realize this is because you're not gonna you're not gonna turn up to Talib Kweli no disrespect to Talib Kweli <laughs> I love I love Talib Kweli I love Mark sure, 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 I love sure. your voice over work. You you good you good you good, but it's, it's turn up. It's but there's yeah. there's a moment for there's a moment for every piece of music. I got you. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, Actually, that's a good point. You know, I'm 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 cool with that. I'm cool with that being it is. I think it shows rap's evolution too and hip hop's yeah. evolution. And the, it's there's enough room for, for there is yeah there's there's room for everyone. I honestly I hate when people say the term real hip hop or the fact that hip hop is dead. There there's room for everyone. You just have to find your niche, your find your uh, find your audience. Yeah, find your people out here. Even with this podcast, we'll find our audience. Yeah, probably like our parents. Yeah, actually, I don't want my parents to hear this. But uh, I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put a link and people will find it. Like Honestly, that, I don't care about the views. Damn, that's gangster, dude. You don't yeah, care about. No I don't views. care about the views. The people that want to listen, they'll listen. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at these Calvin Klein Moonlight photos right now. These guys are yoked, man. This guy's literally got a twelve pack up in here. Yeah, it's really I'll, awesome. I'll look at that in private later. Fat, 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 fat. All right. 
Getting a straight blue yeah. line up in here. Yeah. Fucking. But it's I, awesome. I just yeah. went back to the page, but Bruno Mars' real name was it, Peter Jean. It made me wonder, though, what would they have done? I wonder, what if they did the same campaign with Moonlight? And if, I, I mean, not Moonlight, I mean La La Land and La La Land won, and they just dropped that collab. I think it's more powerful this way, right? It's, yeah, it is very. Moonlight structure of the same guy's life. Yeah. Depicted over Did you see Moonlight? Months. No. <laughs> Nigga. Yeah, I gotta watch it. I, that's, I'll watch it this weekend. Uh, that's black people homework. Yeah, yeah. I, that's, I'm also putting that, I, as, as spokesperson for, for Asian people everywhere, I'm putting that on Asian people homework. <laughs> Would you like some Asian people homework as well? Give me, a, give me Asian people homework. This is what I've been reading, okay? Moonlight's cinematography is a lot like Wong Kar Wai's. Have you heard this this Hong Kong director? No, but I'm gonna I'm gonna write his name down. Right, right. He's he's a legend. I just watched. Uh, it's on YouTube. This whole, his whole movie. It's called In the Mood for Love. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! This is the saddest piece of content I've seen in my life. Like it literally like makes you weep. As a I'm excited person. for this because I love Moonlight cinematography. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like even the trailer just got me into it. I love the music. I even have, I have the sound. I have the score on vinyl. Oh hell yeah! Dude. Yeah, it's um. You went to that live score. I right? did. Yeah, How it was, was it was fantastic. Yeah, I didn't get an invite to that. That's why I didn't watch. Movies. I mean, I, I I didn't get an invite. I just I'm the kind of person I realized that if I want to do something, I'm just gonna do it on my own. Uh, let's let's talk about that too. What's because we live in one of the most congested cities, but one of the most cultural culturally fantastic cities to Los Angeles. And what's something recent, like an event that's been that's been great to you, or something? Culturally relevant, a culturally relevant event, and I'll share, I'll share mine too. Yeah, yeah. Um, I talked a little bit about like my soccer phase right now, but uh, I uh, put in my first fifty bucks to become a founding member of uh, LAFC or LA Football Club, the new soccer team coming in. Mm-hmm. And um, we just went to like the groundbreaking ceremony, like near the site right next to USC, and where the old sports arena was, and just like like Mia Hamm's part owner, Will Ferrell's part owner, and you have what? all these like yeah, Mad- the Maddie Johnson group, including Maddie Johnson's part owner. It's all these rich ass folk, but like they love. It's you can really tell like they believe LA to be the international community it is like mm-hmm. all these like crazy Mexican fans from um, this old team Chivas basically moved to LAFC after Chivas disbanded, and so you have this really authentic passion and love for soccer that I haven't seen like in real in real life other than World Cup stuff. And I went to like this event where people have these huge drums, they're singing songs and stuff like that, and like when the when the general manager came up to speak, like all the fans are like, oh, we want Chicharito, we want Chicharito, <laughs> this Mexican player coming in that, that they're looking at. But it's like this authentic, I mean, sports is always where I find like this real passionate fan base. So going to that event was super amazing. I'm excited to go to the games. I'm excited to go to the bars with everyone. And mm-hmm. that to me is kind of my peak culture touchstone right now. Gotcha. Uh, something recent for me was I went to this listening party for this rapper John Wayne. He's this he's this oh. white rapper. Like I love that you white wouldn't even you John wouldn't Wayne. even know he was a rapper unless he told you. He lo- he looks just like someone that. I gotta no no shouts to John Wayne because I I love your album. Uh, he, he just looks he looks like somebody that plays World of Warcraft. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. yo, straight up dude. exactly right like. Have you seen the South Park episode of the World World Warcraft? The guys playing yeah, with yeah, the mouse yeah. and stuff. He looks like that guy. No yeah, shots though. Lord, I, I don't want to be. I don't want to be a Remy Ma uh, inspiration. Sheether, Sheether. Yeah. Yo, I love Minaj. I love Nicki Minaj, man. Can we talk? No. Let's talk about that. Let's talk. Let, I feel like everyone podcast in the world is talking about it, so we should talk about it too. 
I don't actually maybe not. I, I just I don't no. Think, I, I think I, I think heard, Nikki, I've, I've heard your opinion. I think Nikki is the most beautiful thing. I mean, I, I love my girlfriend, but I I love Nicki Minaj. Like I think she's fine. I think she's freaking talented. Um, just as as alert as as just a pure MC, she's dope and awesome. Yeah. And I, I she's actually made me really look at female rappers differently. Yeah. And I, I I hope that a lot of other female rappers can keep pushing the like the genre and the medium forward, but I haven't seen anyone do it like Nicki Minaj. Yeah, I can honestly say that I feel like even with these diss tracks, her her brand hasn't really been tarnished. Yeah, and I think she's just she's too big. Yeah. I think I'd rather even see her not respond. Exactly. Because I feel like you're going to do a lot more damage if you create a horrible response. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just like, it's almost like they're, she's, Remy Ma's punching up at this point. Yeah, know? exactly. Like Nikki's a multi-million dollar empire. Yeah, she's like, she's boxing with God almost. Yeah, yeah, boxing with God for sure. Um, yeah, so it's just like, I'd rather just have Nikki not, I, I do want to, maybe not in res- pure response, but the next music thing she comes out with to just kill it yeah maybe just something subliminal did you did you hear the the second disc that that she dropped today yeah 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 it was it was not necessary yeah the one thing because it was so like it made me do you watch empire you um it's not black people homework it's not okay okay, it's not i watched i watched um season one i I watched it i watched it just for last it's like it's like a black telenovela that's good we all need our dramas yeah i'm like i can't know Hakeem, Hakeem, no, Hakeem, no. Drip, drop, trip, trip, drop. But speaking of Hakeem, it, it made me just think because I'm I gotta say Hakeem's verses are kind of whack in in that show, yeah. and it, it sounded like a, a verse Hakeem would write. Oh my god! Um, yeah, wait, t- wait t- keep talking to me about uh, the listening party. What was that? Oh, the listening party was great. It was, uh, it was basically it was very simple too. Basically, it was just a video of John Wayne in his car driving, like, like a first-person view of him driving uh, from from the from the hills down to I'll say like Los Feliz or something, uh, and the the album was just playing while he was driving. It was very simple, but it was it was very effective. It was in a movie theater. Have you been to the Downtown Independent? No, I haven't. It's really good. It's uh, it's right next to the Regents, maybe two blocks from the Regent. But it was. Oh real- no, I have, I have actually. Yeah, uh, I wanted to go there a couple weeks ago because Tyler the Creator did a uh, a screening for the making of his last album, Cherry Bomb. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Like, I watched the. Uh, I didn't watch it, but I wanted to go to the Naruto movie. <laughs> it's pretty. Oh, there. they were playing it there. Yeah, yeah. But also, I saw Sophia Chang. Um, no, did I tell you yeah, I, I saw Sophia there. Chang last week? Oh yeah. I I'm trying to get her on the podcast. I got her email, and I'm trying to get her on the podcast. Sophia, if you're listening to this. I'm looking forward to having you on this podcast soon, please. Damn. Yeah, you're, you're yeah, really so, cool. Yeah, so Sophia's awesome. Do you go to those? Uh, I'm going to plug you right now because you're just that cool. Uh, the whole Undo Ordinary Squad, you guys are all cool. I haven't I haven't been to something like that. I want to go. Uh, like I went to the last event called Come and Talk to Me. Have you seen those? Have you no, heard about no, those? No. They basically go to Space 1520 once a month, and they just have a conversation. Cool. It's cool. really cool. It's... If you can ever make it, uh, uh, if you if you can ever make it, you should come. Yeah, I respect much much love to the hype yeah, status I, yeah, from I, Queens, Queens nonetheless. So much love. To wait, Queens. is she from Queens? Yeah, she's from Queens. Oh wow, uh, Queens, but, but yeah, I, I really love her work and just uh, whatever they're doing. So I would love to have them on the podcast. Yeah, I'm gonna get uh, Queens goddess t- tattoos on my chest. One of Nicki Minaj, the second of Sophia uh, Chang. So no, no, just, that's coming. Yeah, up. just having like boom boom. <laughs> 
But yeah, I, I really love her work. Uh, she's always she's always killing it. She always, she's always grinding. Uh, but the the listening party was really great, and it was just a really great opportunity to just vibe out and just enjoy that. Because the the best thing I would say about LA is just the events happening, all the opportunities yeah, for events. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it seems like it's happening simultaneously and everywhere at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, really love that city. Love love this city for that reason. Yeah. See what else we got. Now back to you, Kent. <laughs> Thank you. It's raining sideways. Yeah, it's gonna rain. <laughs> Something that was uh oh, we already talked about those fucking pie tops. Fuck your pie tops, Pizza Hut. Damn. No, did you see how I think Grant Hill did the commercial for it? Yeah. Come on, He's Grant. You're better irrelevant. than that. Nah, nah. Grant, Grant. Pizza Hut's better than that, man. Grant Hill's irrelevant. Who do you think Grant Hill could get? I mean, I mean, who do you think Pizza Hut could get? I don't know. Who do you think money could get? Like, it's just, it's the same principle. I mean, at least they didn't get someone I didn't lose. I, that would make me lose my respect. Like, if Allen Iverson did that, I would be so disappointed. I would just be like, AI's getting his money, dude. I'm fine with that, dude. AI's getting. They should have called. They should have called AI's people. That's a great yeah, idea. He's like Pizza Hut. I think AI needs some money right we now. We ain't so. talking about no pizza. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Pizza. We ain't talking about no pizza. That's fine. That's fine. Get your money. That would have been out. funny though. That could have been a funny meme. But that's I know our, he, that's our fucking brief. Call I know he hates episode. that though. I know he hates that practice quote. He probably loves money a little more though. Mm-hmm. Respect the grind. I'm excited to see him with, with the the three on three tournament he's doing with Ice Cube. Yeah, yeah. I I'm really I don't know what's going on with like quite a lot of old Knicks who probably should have been playing in this retired league to begin. Could you with. see Patrick Ewing doing it? No, I think Pat's trying to coach, so I think Pat's kind of out of this out I feel of this like, game. Did he ever? Did he ever end up coaching the Hoyas? No, no, no. I, no. I feel like I, why did I think he did? That's been that's been within like, I mean, fuck Georgetown. That's my thing. It's like, fuck Georgetown. I don't fuck with them. I don't <laughs> fuck with that. Yo, look, we the carry don't we rocking, bro? We rocking. Let's go I know orange. You, Let's go orange. Syracuse fuck for life. I know you Syracuse for yeah, life. Yeah, but um, Georgetown's been on this fucking like monarchy of the thompson family john thompson the second and now his son john, Th- john thompson the third is coaching but all the fuck boys of georgetown want him fired right now so mm-hmm. who knows who knows what's gonna happen with that that horrible institution of yeah he can't even tell the same that's right down the street from me though no is that represent right? or no, i don't know it, it's in my only i bill clinton went there so I, I kind of respect that i mean they were georgetown was georgetown isn't it just prep as prep as hell i never had a, had a reason to check it out never had a reason to to care about Georgetown at all. The only Georgetown I mess with is Georgetown Cupcakes on Lloyd. Oh, wait. Is is there Georgetown Cupcakes here? I don't know. I feel like someone told me they were good. Uh, uh, no, it's Georgetown the, Cupcakes is amazing. That's oh, okay. What, what, all right. If you, that's a reason to go to D.C. Real? It's easily, that's easily a reason to go to Dude, D.C. don't mess with me now. I take my sweets. Those my cupcakes pictures. are amazing. I take amazing. my pictures quite seriously. It's like butter. It's like butter. Yeah. It's like... One thing I was wondering too was the fact that you feel like Boost Mobile gets no love. I feel yeah, like they, do, I I feel like they, they came do, out with yeah. some crazy. Can- they, they do cool stuff. Uh, have you seen the Phony Awards? That I uh, I keep seeing this from sponsored ad shit. Sponsors, you're doing you're doing a good job because apparently I like the content you're making. <laughs> but um, Jay Farrell did some is doing something with with them called the Phony Awards. I, I don't know if it's an, a real thing or just an ad, but. I think it's interesting that they tapped so many really cool people to be a part of them, but Boost Mobile hasn't really popped off as much as they should. Yeah, honestly, I haven't seen. I guess they're targeting you differently from me, so I don't. I don't know. I haven't seen any. Are they targeting black people? Are they telling black people to get out? 
Yo, remember the Boost Mobile walkie-talkie joints? Is that, oh, is that Boost? where you at? Yeah, where you at? I, why didn't that was ahead of its time? I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, it's that like, made me want to get a Boost Mobile. <laughs> they got Kanye the game. But that's how that's how they. I wouldn't be surprised if Boost Mobile was owned by some like AT and T somehow. And that's they basically mean Boost Mobile like their urban marketing phone. You know they do that. Oh shit Oh my all the god, time. that's fucked up. They do that up. shit all the time. You know, like that's fucked like, up. Now that I think about it, it's like you start it and like be like, oh, black people got spending power, so like let's make advertising that appeals to. Them. That's like AT and T's Viacom and their BET. Yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah, I don't know, man. I I actually don't. I can't speak to speak to multi conglomerate shit like that, but I don't know. It's it's good. I just that where you at commercial kind of remind me of that. It was it was a really good it was a really good time like. There's no way now they could afford Kanye, Ludacris, and the game. <laughs> Just Kanye in general. Like they were all kind of hot at that time. Right? They Kanye were. Was the, Kanye was probably. Kanye was pretty popping. I think it had to be college dropout days. Okay. Yeah, the game definitely had a documentary. Ludacris was just popping. Ludacris, oh make God. more music. Yo, let me tell you, let me go on a little rant. People in LA love the game. Like they. That's I didn't. All I hear about radio. Like I feel like this guy hasn't been. That's actually, why I'm, I don't I'm listen to the radio. I feel like they were the same way. There's the same way with YG because back when I used to listen to the radio, they uh they would just play YG all the time. Do they play Virginia rappers more often? And in, in when you're in, they uh, play Go Go a lot. Like you'll hear uh you'll hear Go Go versions of of pop songs, but like they didn't they weren't playing Wale all the time. I don't I think see. so. Like out here, they definitely play. YG and the game more often than they do on the East Coast. Yeah, like, I could tell that. Like, yeah, I've n- I don't think I've ever heard a YG song on the East Coast. Yeah, or we, we used to hear like a lot of Atlanta rappers. Oh, okay, a lot okay. of Atlanta rappers too, or just anything on the East Coast. We would get just from New York to Atlanta. We got a good mix because we were we were in the middle. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Boost Mobile kind of needs needs more love. They even do this cool thing with. Rhyme Fest with uh mm-hmm. with Rhyme Fest I, I think near the LA River every month if they still do it but it was really fun they yeah they're they're kind of slept on damn Boost Mobile I gotta look, gotta look y'all up so basically Boost Mobile just targeting black people that's yeah what it Boost is. Mobile they're they're trying to they're trying to attract black people they're trying to grasp them but <laughs> then they gotta put the flash on someone get out the the double A marketing right here. Mm-hmm. She's on middle What's your favorite commercial? My favorite commercial right right now or just just yeah, I guess we could do fuck. right now and then that's a good, roll. That's a really good question. I don't think I I don't I gotta look this up. You make a shitty ad man right I now. I do. <laughs> I'm on hype but I'm not on ad I, I could probably say I probably go on ad week and ad age maybe like once a month. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> that's that's all you need really. Yeah, I am I look at yeah, I look at music videos more than I look at commercials. That's fine. What's your what's your favorite music video right now? My favorite music video is, oh, uh, the one we were talking about earlier, the crew video with, uh, with Brent Fayez and cool. and Gold Link. Yo, how have we gone like over an hour and not mentioned have we Childish Gambino? Oh, because I at one point I was gonna have a uh have a podcast sure yeah, just yeah. about Childish Gambino, because that's how that's how conversations get going. It, we're really tight if we. Stand up if we spaz about Gambino because I like to call ourselves the Stambinos. Damn, the Stambinos. Mm-hmm. 
but he's really killing it right now. I'm excited to to see him do more stuff. Have you seen the photo that he did for uh for yeah, Star Han Wars? Solo? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's really great. I mean, I was just watching uh And Nick's about to play Simba. That's <laughs> Yeah, let's wait, let's talk about this again. What are we, is it just gonna be just like Jungle Book? It is gonna be just like Jumbo, Jungle Book. Okay. So he's basically just playing the voice of Simba. But it's um, gonna be cool too because he's yeah, gonna be cool. the, the singing voice too. That's cool. That makes a lot of sense. Um, who's Muf- oh, Mufasa? James Earl Jones. I heard. Yep. That. Yeah, again. Yeah. Good. Good. I mean, who else are you gonna get? That's it. That's all you can have. Yeah. Who else can you get? Yeah. I really like um, Donald Glover, Childish Gambino, and uh, Hero Mirai together. I think they've been. Yeah, doing they some make good really stuff. great stuff. I-, I can't wait for Atlanta season two. Yeah. Um, they deserved every single one of those awards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seeing that cast together win it at uh, the Emmys was really was mm-hmm. really awesome for me. And um, why does this guy look familiar? Che Lee, have you heard of that guy? The Korean guy? No, he's he's black, but <laughs> he looks familiar. Like like we've seen him che, in Mape, like we've seen him in Mape or something. I think it's because I'm looking up this commercial that uh, that TVWA did for being black in advertising. On ad uh, I feel like he's an ad color or like. Yeah. Yeah, that was really weird. Chaley. No, but it's um. Hero Murad directed one of my favorite commercials of recently, which is uh, the Nike Jordan Olympic guy with Chance. You see that oh, that's today? right. Did you I hear the story about how Chance got the three for his hat? No, wait, what is it? Uh, because Nick is making it now because he's doing an interview with Katie Couric now in Chicago. Like yeah, that's, that's right. He she makes she, he makes uh, Katie come to him. Dude. That's legit. Yeah. That's I I know that nigga made it if he's doing an interview with Katie Couric. Uh, but he was explaining how for the longest time he wanted to be the ambassador for the White Sox because. Uh, the name of his team is the Social Experiment, and their abbreviation is SOX. Uh-huh. So he was asking them, "Oh, can I be the like the spokesperson for the White Sox?" And they're like, "No, but you can be in some commercials." So, but he was wearing the White Sox hat all the time to to basically campaign himself to be their spokesperson. Yeah, yeah. And even on uh, on Coloring Book, he was wearing a Sox hat. Yeah. But yeah. he figured, "Oh, the, uh, this is my third mixtape. Why don't we just put a three? And he trademarked the three by making by adding that angle to it, that little that little angle yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was like, Oh, I'm gonna make my own custom three and trademark that and that's how that's how that happened. And he even explained how uh, it relates to the Holy Trinity and the yeah. fact that he got three three Grammys and the three prongs of his family, his him, his baby mama and his daughter. Dude, that that three is fire, man. Yeah, that three is fire. I wanna interview the guy that that does the coverage, Brandon Bro. Okay. I'm Facebook friends with him. Brandon, I, I doubt you're listening to this, but I want to interview you soon, and it would be amazing to just have a conversation with you. Damn, yo, we're really just calling out. Okay. Um, you got to make it happen. You got you to speak it so Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I've been, I'm a really big fan. I just want to shake your hand, Let's man. Let's talk Jumanji. Let's talk Jumanji. <laughs> let's talk, talk Jumanji. Jumanji bring, here, bring Kevin Hart. That's bring funny, Kevin dude. Hart. Let's talk Jumanji. That's funny. Um... We won't talk about the tooth fairy. I've, I've never seen. <laughs> you the tooth can't fairy. handle the tooth. You can't handle. Wait, the did tooth. you see that movie? Nah, no, oh. no, no. That's just the the poster for it. Oh, oh, that, oh, that's what. That's a nice. That was kind of nice. Nah, bro, come on. You you disrespect copywriters across the board by saying that shit. I'm a, I like I, I love a good pun. But it's like, 
that's a kids movie, right? Yeah. That you can't handle the truth. Truth line is from all the presidents men. It's a very adult. I movie. never even knew what the name of that movie was. I yeah, just yeah. Know the it's Jack like Tom Nicholson Cruise, part. Jack Nicholson movie. So, who are you trying to appeal? Like kids are not going to get that pun. They're yeah. just gonna be like, oh, you can't handle the tooth. Exactly. But you can't handle the tooth. They're not going to say it in the rhythm of it. Quick like, question: Was that the same movie Samuel Jackson was in, where he was like, "Yes, they deserve to die, and I hope they burn in hell." Oh, I don't know. I know Samuel Jackson's in that, right? Is he? If he isn't, that might be the movie. Huh. I was wondering where that came from. Yeah. I just watched that clip over and over again. I didn't know it until... Uh, I didn't even know about that clip until Chappelle show where he's like, yes, they deserve to die. I hope they burn in hell. <laughs> That's funny, dude. Um, you brought up... Speaking about hell and holy trinities, you... Uh, you what do you think about Kendrick talking about his next album? Talking about uh, to be honest, I haven't researched it too much, but I don't like the. I personally don't like the fact that people are running off one sentence that, that, just because he's talking about God and yeah, yeah, because people can argue that Born Sinner was about God, or people could could have been running with the fact that he was calling it Born Sinner. Yeah, yeah, there's like a weird devil kid on the cover. Yeah, but um. Dude, honestly, I've always, like, even, I can even look at freaking Good Kid, Mad City as this crazy gospel yeah. overtones. How do you feel? Uh, which one would you put ahead? Would you put Good Kid, Mad City or uh, or The Pimple Butterfly? Um, I think Good Kid, Mad City is awesome. And um, it kind of had, like, hits and stuff. and But Pimple Butterfly keeps evolving on me. Yeah. Like, it keeps... Um, there's there's a depth to it that I still have not reached. Mm-hmm. And um, it keeps kind of shape-shifting on me. And, like, it's, it's I think, a more complex album in a lot of ways. Yeah. I think the simplicity of Good Kid, Mad City is freaking dope. And you, you hear the, the foundation of Kendrick's bars, like, mm-hmm. everywhere, right? But I think even, like, talking about the whole, like, Christian or God angle to it, like... Um, what is it? Kendrick does like the most gospel thing I've heard in years on a rap. I mean, the, the song uh, "Dying of Thirst" of his, of him and his friends getting saved in the parking lot. Yeah. That old lady going to be like, "Why are you so angry?" Exactly. And, like, and the, his friends are just they're they're screaming. They're like, "I'm I hate this. I'm gonna like kill that." And he's like, "Why are you so angry?" And it's like it's like you're angry because you're dying. Young man, come yeah. talk to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's like it's mass and it's like really kind of almost comical like old elderly woman yeah. voice but there's like that straight gospel in there mm-hmm. and um i think kendrick carries that over into um to pimper butterfly yeah, yeah like he definitely expands yeah, on yeah. i never realized the the impact of religion that that's on it yeah, yeah. all right because he's he's battling with god he's battling his demons yeah, yeah. all right and not, not too many people can do that successfully exactly and not be corny yeah, exactly you can't be corny with it that's what my thing even like, chance is doing that successfully yeah yeah i was i, was, I think that's the next the next Point, yeah. but it's like I think Christian music this is me, my, me as a Christian I'm like yo for music that has to be divinely inspired like this is really just kind of run of the mill like it's nothing mm-hmm. new and so when I hear a voice like Kendrick's like coming out and doing like how much a dollar how much a dollar cost mm-hmm. or um, even like um, even like you you know when like he's, he's the freaking devils and demons are chirping yeah. like loving you is complicated like mm-hmm. that part like He's that's an inner battle with himself. It's a battle between spirit and flesh, right? That's all scripture right there, you know. And it's like it's real. It's a real fight. It's a real struggle. Mm-hmm. And so I've always really respected Kendrick's artistry and being able to illuminate that kind of um, Christian gospel struggle in there. Chances, I think, album is 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 an 
total joyous religion, joyous Christianity. And I think that's, it's really refreshing for me to see that there's such artistry and creativity that comes out of it. And um, yeah, man, I've been really, I wouldn't even say like real blessed by those two albums. Yeah. Those three in that case. So yeah, it's big. It's going to be a big year for God. A big year for God. And Always God. a big year for God. That's right. That's All right. right. I think, got anything else to say? I think we might kind of wrap this thing up. No, no, I'm kind of, I'm kind of fading right yeah, now. I'm, yeah, I'm kind of faded too. We're not, we haven't been smoking tonight, but, yeah, but it's, it's been long. I feel like it's been going on long enough. Like my goal was to make this, I don't even know how long this podcast has been. If we had an engineer, we could be like, engineer what the time is. You're like, oh, such and such my name. <laughs> but, but I think we've gone long enough. All right. Once again, this is the first episode of the deluxe version. First, first of many. Really appreciate Josh Lee coming through. We had such a great time. And yeah. I want you to come back, man. Like, you, you've been such a uh, such a treat to talk to. For sure. Much yeah. love. Let's get some tacos. All right. Let's go get some tacos. In the words of Jordan Button, one. <laughs>